Welcome to Azkazir, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast and live stream here on the Into the Dungeon Network. Below you will find more information about how to support the show. The best way to support us is word of mouth. If you enjoy what you listen to today, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thank you. Now enjoy the show. We're here. We're here, and we're live, and we're talking, and we're uh, we're, we're 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 around. Welcome to Azkazir, the D and D Fifth Edition Actual Play Podcast YouTube. Oh my God! I just broke my mic. No, we're good. We're fine. I just about knocked it over. Uh, well, you know, good start to the day. Good start to being live. Good start to being live on uh, the computer. We are still not with each other in our studio. Uh, because of COVID-19 and all the the mess that that has caused for everybody, but we're still very thankful that we can meet up and be together as friends here in this way. For the time being, while we are doing these online games, we're we're gonna be we've decided we're gonna do them a little shorter. So instead of our normal 12 to 6, we're gonna be here 12 to 4 today. We will sneak in a break somewhere around the two-hour mark, uh, depending on how things go. Um, I do want to thank everybody that watched the last episode. If you missed it or, or, or wasn't quite sure what happened there, we had a little bit of a medical thing come up in our break and we had to just cut the show early. So for anybody that came back and saw that and was like, what happened? That, that's what happened. Um, but yeah, who wants to give a recap before we get started? Patrick? All right. <clears throat> so we started the session <laughs> in the bottom of a well. Hikate had been dragged through a portal moments earlier. And so we were like, all right, well, we got to go. So we went through uh, dragging Hephaestia's unconscious body with us. She wasn't dead, but we were like, well, we can't leave her here. We get to the other side, and we're, like, upside down in an ocean, and we're all, like, hanging on to Gr- Ferrain, who's... Uh, uh, a giant crocodile, if I remember. I think it's worth mentioning the only people who are conscious are Salvador, Sandro, and Forain. And Forain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he gets us to shore, and on the way, we see one of the little fairy things that we've been chasing that we were fighting fly up, like looking around because someone rolled in that one on their stealth check. And it wasn't me. <laughs> and uh, he doesn't see us. So we get ashore, we get the drop on him. Um, not so much, though, because uh, in the midst of the combat, Sandro is downed and then killed when I fail my third death save. And shortly after that, we meet Eberk, Vale, and... Tarith. That's right, that's right, that's right. Paladin. Uh, so those were mine, Ashley's, and Whitley's new characters uh, to explain you know, what we were going to be doing in that time since, yeah. So we escape the portal without much issue, and we get back to the material plane. Um, and we actually, I think we ended taking a long rest in the house. Yeah, uh, we also absolutely buried the well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Y'all, y'all collapsed the well. Uh, I remember Eberk looked around for his cart and donkey, mule, donkey, horse? donkey. 
um, and discovered that the cart had maybe gone off a little while, but uh, you could maybe track it with the right rolls. And then y'all, you found the journal of the homesteaders and saw that they had built a well, very much inadvertently tapped into this rift that was already there, uh, but y'all sealed it. And now you have done a long rest. So because of the a bit of disruption with the medical thing at the end of the last episode, we're going to go ahead and just go jump to morning unless anybody has anything they had wanted to do in the night. Push to talk. Damn. Okay. I think Hephaestia would actually take the time. Uh, she would remember Sandro's words about health potions and take time to actually make sure that the party has those at their disposal. I think she greatly underestimated the the dangers in this travel. So Okay. I think sorry. Oh no, she'll so she'll she's gonna do her her four hours and then the rest of the night pretty much spend as all the time that she has making those potion health potions. I know you have the ingredients to make health potions, and I know you've even got some ingredients to make them stronger. Uh, do you have to make a roll or anything to use those, or is it just time spent? Uh, there is a save. Um, I can, we can go to what Patrick was saying. Okay, yeah, go ahead and look up some of that stuff for me, and, uh, and yeah, we'll go to see what Patrick was about to say. Uh, yeah, cause I was just like, oh yeah, there was something I wanted Ebert to be doing just because this kind of makes sense since we need to transport a body and Ebert's an intelligent and uh, crafty dwarf. Um, I want to look around the house to see if there's anything that can be turned into some kind of coffin or if there's like a barrel that a body could fit in. <laughs> We have used a whiskey barrel to make a coffin once. Oh, also, it was repurposed. Right, right. Con for uh, my character was getting really goofy with Mold Earth at the end of last session. I don't think uh, my character in character do that. That's more of a uh, me. Uh, the player is happy we're leaving the well, so it was uh, playing in the dirt. Uh, I, I think Fran would have been a lot, a lot more uh, distraught at the loss of San, uh, Sandra's life at the at the time. And Hakate. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> wow. Two friends, two friends are dead and you're uh, making fun shapes in the dirt. Hey, we all cope with tragedy in our own ways. You know, it's, Thank you, Dan. Yeah, yeah, we all cope with tragedy in our own way. We get, we get you know. All right. So, you're going to look around for something specifically to store a body inside of i would say that these homesteaders came prepared and they're pretty far out from really any major city uh, at the least by a few days the so that you'd probably find a barrel uh you'd find a barrel there'd also maybe be a table that you could fashion into to uh, one of those platforms that you see medics use to like carry bodies around you, you have some options if you wanted to be creative I, I think it, 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 so long as you're not trying to actually craft a coffin, I'm not going to make you make any rolls for this. There are a, quite a few things, I think, with some creativity you could say. This would either hold a body in some way based on what would be in a homesteader's house. So, yeah, you, you find some options. What what kind of option would you want to have knowing that? Barrel. 
barrel. Okay. Yeah. Barrel. You find uh, you find a barrel that has. It's actually on the outside of the house, and it's connected to the bit of a, like a downspout of a gutter, uh, and it is just it it is incredibly heavy when you find it. Is the barrel an outhouse? No, 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 no. It's catching water. Oh, the it the goes in, not out. Gotcha. <laughs> you go. I tip it to dump out whatever's inside. What what is Ebert's strength? Ten. Yeah, make a roll for me on that, please. Like, just make a just make a straight athletics check for dumping over a barrel full of recent rainwater. While he's doing that, um... I don't. I don't. I don't. I I look in the water to see how, like, dirty it might be. Make a survival check for me. Dirty as in taking a bath or dirty as in drinking it? Not necessarily drinking it, but just, like, if he's sitting there thinking, oh, if someone has the magical ability to freeze this water, that'd be a great way to transport a body on ice D D cryostasis something very elfish and then I just realized it was me and I was like cool it's like cool face and water they wouldn't drink that 20. yeah so you taking a look at it uh, it does this very much look like it's designed to catch rainwater you know that there was water uh that there was rain rather uh pretty recently uh and very heavy rain uh, this this water seems as clean as any other water in a barrel would be. Uh, I, uh, I call out for someone to come help me carry this uh, towards wherever we're... Did I, I think we said I found my cart, or did I not, maybe? I think you found a direction it had gone, but not the cart itself. That's that's what I recall okay. as well. Okay. Also, uh, Salvador so will come over and help move yeah, and I'll be like, the barrel. Yeah, we can... Store your friend's body in here if we can freeze the water. Won't the water melt again? I don't know if you'll freeze all of it. We can use hit dice right now, right? Should yes. Should be us to a city. Sure, he will. Salvador will help him move the barrel. Okay, Salvador, you have a twenty strength, right? Uh, close nineteen. 19. Well, the two of you doing this, I'm not going to make you make a roll. Uh, you're able to kind of grip it, and working together and utilizing some of your strengths, you're able to do it uh, pretty easily. Um, where are y'all moving it to? Towards the front, okay. wherever uh, the horses have been, like, stored or tied up. Okay. Easy enough. All right, so you get your barrel moved over there. What's everybody else up to? Foreign, what are you, what are you doing right now? Um, probably uh, waiting on them to move that barrel. <laughs> nobody, no, nobody has any 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 assistance. I don't have any extra druidic ceremonies to uh, to partake in. Um, is uh, far as I. Uh, what do you need help with? Push the talk. Sorry. Uh, I was gonna make the potion, but also I was maybe hoping to take like an hour or two to forage. 
okay. or see what ingredients are around here. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and make a uh, survival check for that. And then what's the save DC on... Uh, uh, the it's 10 plus whatever modifier the ingredient has, mm. um, but my survival check is uh, 6. Ah, the, this area, it looks like it was recently harvested, so maybe anything that was growing here uh, that wasn't wheat probably just got scooped up by whatever mechanism was used to, to harvest this. Okay, um, so do you just want me to, I have three wild sage root and then one milkweed seed, which doubles the healing of any one ingredient, or doubles the dice roll of any healing effect, um, but remove it, removes any modifier bonuses. So I can create basically a, a healing potion that will do 4d4 but removes my modifier and then i can do two that will just be 2d4 plus my modifier okay so do you guys roll them all yeah go ahead and roll for each one let's do the big one first okay so with the modifier being a plus two to the dc i got a 15 just straight roll on that one without so 15 my... beating a so it has to be to 12. yeah cool you got one big potion let's do the next ones um that one i will have to try to see if my modifier can fix this uh because that was a five on the dice. So I have to get a, I don't know if my proficiency is high. High enough? No. That one failed. That one, so. Oh no. Oh, well, you got the big yeah. one. Yeah, I got one good potion. Okay. Tarith. You have been in that uh, that realm for some time now. You're, you're back mm -hmm. amongst the material realm of existence. Probably mm -hmm. taking in the sights for the first time in at least a couple of months. Um, mm -hmm. What are you doing right now? Um, I wanted to explore this area and just kind of get a hold of my surroundings. Um, very thankful to be back and just kind of, I think I'm in like the mindset of I don't trust anything right now. So I just want to familiarize myself with this area and like truly accept that I am in the, the right place once again. Okay. Tell me a little bit about how you're doing that exploration. Are you going out from the group and doing like a perimeter? Or are you going up on top of a building and looking around? What's in perimeter. perimeter? Yeah. Just okay. searching the grounds and within the cabin area. Okay. Um, yeah. And about Probably how an long? Hour, like 45 minutes, maybe. Okay. Do you let okay. anybody know? Like, which I'm, I'm really take. Um, I mean, if I come across someone, 
question they ask, then yeah, I don't really explicitly tell anyone because I'm, I'm with a new group of people. I don't necessarily, I get the sense that they're all good people, but I'm familiar with them. So yeah, I just kind of go on my own and explore and just really slowly okay. take my time. Go ahead and make a, make for me a perception check. Mm -hmm. Yeah, make for me a perception check. To take you too long to find it. Let's say if your goal is to be out for about an hour, you get you get out maybe a quarter of a mile or less if you prefer. But I'd say in that time you could go out maybe about a quarter of a mile yeah. walking distance okay. um, and just start to kind of do your loop around this perimeter. Mm -hmm. At about the thirty minute mark, about halfway through mm -hmm. uh, with what you're doing, you spot a looks like some sort of an animal. Um, moving in the distance okay. might mm -hmm. be from here. Um, but it looks like it's just sort of chilling there. Okay. Um, and it's probably, uh, let's say about 300 feet away. Okay. So and it's an it's animal. And, and it's partially obscured. You're, you're really not able to make out anything more than like the top of it, but mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're able to just kind of see, cause you've got high grass in this area mm -hmm. in these plains yeah and it's it, it's definitely made its way into an area that is not necessarily farmland it's more more overgrowth mm -hmm. and you can sort of see that movement okay. over there uh, if she see it over overgrowth does that mean it's a relatively large animal yeah that's what i was gonna no say. It, it, it is a relatively large animal but it's not I would even go so far as to say that it's probably not large in the classification of D&D it's probably normal you're, you it's you're like seeing just the head of it, it be a okay. medium sized creature yeah <laughs> okay so about the size of a horse um or, or got it I'd say, I'd say probably a little smaller than a horse yeah no okay um and it just it doesn't really seem to be doing anything other than maybe grazing um, like it's just super chilling that's all it like doesn't no seem kind of like movement. it's grazing it almost looks like it's um well let me ask you this do you get any closer or are you just trying to make it out from here is there any one of my members the new group near me at this point or am i far enough away from them I mean, if you beelined it back to that house, it'd probably take you about 15 minutes to get there. Okay, got it. Okay, so now um, terrain just standing there. <laughs> um, I mean, you you can see the house and you can see where your yeah. allies are. Um, Never mind. What I'll probably do is go ahead and approach it closer. But you said I'm 300 feet away from it. I'll get within 100 feet of it so I can just get a better eye on it. Okay. And see what it is. So as you get closer to it, you you you're mm -hmm. noticing. Um, that part of maybe why you were able to spot it is that it's it's mm -hmm. not it, it it's not being chill it's not grazing it, it almost looks mm -hmm. like it's struggling oh. uh, it's like almost like it's okay. thrashing a bit um oh. you're also able to pretty distinctly make out the the snout and head of uh, some sort of a small horse okay a bit okay well yeah. i go ahead and i go ahead and approach it and I do try to holler at like one of the teammates, whomever is within earshot of me. 
Okay. Make and just, a... I don't really say anything. I just say like, hey, you know, try to get their attention. So maybe they'll like go <laughs> my way. If they don't, it's fine. Gotcha. Make a performance check for me. Okay. I'm just like, a... <laughs> I, I'm just so hesitant and I did not do a good job. Oh no. Your voice cracked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I got a six. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, even at a six, I was kind of. <laughs> even with that, I don't think I could game it to to Ferrain's yeah. passive perception. Um, yeah, that's fine. So un unfortunately, you, you kind of wave around a bit. You you shout hey, um, and and you don't really seem to see a response from your your allies. Damn. Okay. That's fine. I go ahead and approach it. Like I see that it's thrashing so on. So I go ahead and approach so it and try to help out. Cutting your way. Do. So you, you, you get through the field of this homestead and you get to the high grass mm -hmm. that this creature is in. Um, mm -hmm. And as you start to move through it, you notice it's, um, it's pulled a cart of some variety through this high grass. And it looks like it is tangled um, in um, some barbed wire. It looks like it maybe stepped through its leg mm -hmm. on one side. And mm -hmm. that its barbed wire has just kind of caught it there, and the more it thrashes, the more you see it kind of getting cut up. Is this the yeah. fucking donkey? It is. It's a donkey in a cart for baby. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let me see. What do I have? I guess Here, I while have you think weapon. about what you're trying, what you're gonna well, do. Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm gonna use my weapon and okay. just try to like cut the. How is the barbed wire wrapped around the donkey's leg, I guess, is what I need to know. So I can um, see if I can do this it's easily. It, it's, 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 it's not so much wrapped around the leg, which is good, but it mm -hmm. seems like with the creature still attached to the cart, it's not really been able to back up any. It's almost like it stepped one leg. If you think of a barbed wire fence with three rows of barbed wire, it stepped mm -hmm. up over the middle rung and has its foot on one side. Okay. And it's not Got really it. able to back up out. So it's like cutting up his shoulder, it's cutting up its leg, uh, but it's, it's just not quite able to back up and maneuver its way out of this situation. Okay, well, I approach it and I get my battle axe out and I try to like hack up the barbed wire and pull the barbed wire away from its leg. Okay. And I whisper sweet nothings in its ear. I'll try to calm it down. So are you doing this like right by where the donkey is? Or are you doing... Yeah. The... Like right in front of it. I let him know. Like I slowly... I guess I should go in more detail. I slowly approach him. Let okay. him know that I'm like a friend. And then like pat his head if I can. If he lets me. Okay. And talk, speak very calmly to him. And then after that, yeah. I... Okay, make First and foremost, I want you to make an animal handling check. Okay. Yeah, he's not used to people being nice to him. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, oh. okay. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <gasps> yes! Okay, I have a 19. <gasps> 19, okay. Okay, so yeah, it, re regardless of its history of maybe Animal not being so nice to it, you're able to... <laughs> You Maybe almost come from up. the dwarves. You, you, you kind of catches you catch this creature's eyes, and mm -hmm. you almost can just see like it's pleading at you, and it it, it kind oh, of it's desperate. Yeah, it lets you in close um, to to do whatever it is you're you're working on. It's it it looks like he's probably been there for a couple of days. He's not having a good time. Okay. 
So you're going to just take your battle axe to like the post and try and break it, or are you trying to cut the metal wire that's the barbed wire? I I guess the metal wire. I think okay. if there's enough room that I'm not going to accidentally hit him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Roll 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 it to, roll it to hit. Okay. Don't get a nat one. Okay, I got an eleven. Okay, eleven is going to hit the the barbed wire's AC. Uh, go ahead and roll uh, damage for me. Okay, sweet. Ah, oh, duties, go away. Okay. Uh. Wait, no, that's not right. Okay, one, two, eight. Ooh. Oh, okay, six plus four, so ten. Ten damage? Okay. Yeah. I I'm going to say it takes you a couple of tries. You you kind of cinch mm -hmm. the axe up so that you're using it more like a tool and less like a weapon. And yeah, after exactly. a couple of bashes into it, you're able to see it sort of give way and then finally part so that you're able to separate that rung of of barbed wire. Okay, perfect. And I'm I after that I just kind of pet him and guide him back to the cabin area with everyone. All right, sounds good. Um, so it, it's it, at this point the the donkey is very thankful, and because you rolled so mm -hmm. high on your 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 first animal handling, I'm not going to make you make a check again to guide it back. You said you're going to go straight back to the rest of the party. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Immediately straight back. And I think uh, Eberk had already mentioned at this point that he had had a donkey, and I heard that. So mm -hmm. I, I more or less, even though I head directly back to the party, I do specifically try to find him. Okay. So it's going to take And I, I get water on the way, too, so he can have something because I know he's thirsty. Okay. May, uh, you, you probably have a water skin or something, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, um, so it's going to take you about 15 minutes to get back, and I'd say mm -hmm. it probably in total took you 10, 15 minutes to, to help that donkey out in the first place. So the rest of you, what are, what are y'all doing back at, at this house? Are we, like, is this still the day we left the portal, or is this post having taken a long rest? This I, I think morning, I think I think right? we shifted to morning at some point. So let's let's go ahead and call it early morning, okay. maybe nine, ten, eleven o'clock, somewhere in that region. Um, Vale is staying as far away from the corpse as he can, and uh, just prestidigitationing the air around him so that he doesn't have to smell the rotting corpse that everyone has decided to bring along. Okay. So, Forain, while you're sitting there, do you still have the corpse with you? Absolutely. Why do you have Sandro's uh, body with I'd you? Say, I, 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 I thought I didn't have any necessary uh, ceremonies to go through, but I definitely would clean his body, right? He, he got downed uh -huh. on the ground. Uh, I'm probably doing a lot of my own sort of uh, fixes to to get rid of the smell, and that's uh, like the burning of incenses. Okay. And uh, maybe even uh, uh, manipulating uh, nature a little bit, using druidcraft to make like flowers blossom around them. He probably wouldn't approve of me sticking them in his hair <laughs> or anything like that, but maybe yeah, like in his like suit or something, you know what I mean? White, his, uh, white nice clothes. <laughs> Does prestidigitation have a somatic component? I'm using druidcraft. I know. Oh, you mean prevail? Gotcha. 
verbal and somatic, yes. Okay, so I, w I would say, Ferrain, as you're doing your kind of more natural remedies to this problem, I mean, in Druidcraft, not so much, but I mean, you're, with the incense and stuff, you do notice some additional magic effect kind of taking place that you know isn't coming from you. And a quick glance around uh, with your perception, you do see the kind of veil off to the side, you know, gesticulating um, as if casting a spell in a way you'd be familiar with. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> I'll, I'll, not, I'll give a nod to Vale uh, over there, um, and uh, I'll, I'll remain uh, dressing him up. I guess uh, once the makeshift uh, carrying apparatus is assembled, I'll carry the body onto that. Okay. Um, Ebert, how is your makeshifting coming along, you think? What have you decided on doing? Um, were there any other barrels in the house? Just look for barrels. You can always chop them up into pieces and stick them in the one barrel. Whoa. It heals the wounds when you I'll bring them I'll say back. that you find, you, you find some smaller barrels. Um... Not not necessarily. These won't be. The, think think like more more the size of like a modern metal keg, and less the size of like a full, you know, barrel. You find a few of of these, uh, but they're made of wood. They're still casks. They're they're not actually metal. You find some smaller ones. Right. Quarter barrels. Yeah, them. quarter barrels. Perkins. Hey, Burke, how goes the preparation for the body? A uh, dwarven craftsmanship is not known to be shoddy. Well, if we can freeze that water, we can... The ice will keep the body from rotting, maybe. That, uh, just that, that idea like, sounds nice, but I'm not uh, proficient with the magical ice. Do you have shape water, Craig? Salt is also often used as a preservative. If we can't freeze the water, we might need to find some ice, or find some salt. Eberk is not, like, a doctor. He's... Is that, yeah, he doesn't know this stuff. Is the preservation of life not exactly Eberk's specialty? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Salvador, you're in the area, kind of seeing all this take place after having carried that barrel over there. What are what are what are you up to? Well, that's currently what I'm thinking on. Get back to me. <laughs> okay, will do. <laughs> so, so Tareth, as you approach, uh, you're kind of you you see them kind of hovered around this body and 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 trying to decide what to do with it. Um, but you are back at the house. Okay, so I'm back at the house. Okay, and I see Ebert. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my stubborn ass! And Ebert runs over. Just given the situation, when you went around the bend, I didn't know if I'd see you again. Yes, I'm back. I saw this wounded animal, and I wanted to, and I helped them. 
I don't really know what to say right now. I feel like Eberk's just Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't <laughs> See? I don't she know. just saved your ass, Eber. Did, did Tareth heal the donkey? Oh no, I meant to. Shit, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, so you find you, I... you see your donkey, it's just it it has got gashes all on its shoulder and its front right leg. There's uh, blood coming out of your ass. Oh, 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 oh. Hey, can we edit that out? Nope. <laughs> Nope, that's Eber Eber will pat the the donkey as he walks by and healing word him just by saying like you know there 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 or whatever ass ass ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't even know what to say. Um, okay, yeah, I just like here's your donkey and make sure that he gets healed completely. Fine. And kind of keep an eye on him after that but eberk's attention is not on the donkey it's on the cart um i've actually given zero thought to what might be on that cart what might have been on that cart uh it's a first maybe, for you patrick <laughs> maybe some dice rolls like how much rations or, or whatever i don't know what do you want to do what what was what was eberk's trade and a job before getting trapped in this well. What what spreadsheet what making? <laughs> Adventure. Adventure. Okay. Adventure. Okay. Um, it's nothing but paper. <laughs> sure. Go ahead and uh, let's say that it has on it. Give me give me a roll a d10. Roll two d10, actually. A three and a two, three and a two. So why don't we? So we'll. we'll so you, let's say you had uh, five days worth of rations left on the cart, uh, and you maybe think you might have had some more. Uh, perhaps some fell off when it ran off. Who knows? Uh, but those those are that. That's what are left on there. I will say, if you want to grab like an adventuring pack from the player's handbook, you know, like uh, uh, any one of those like that you get as a new character and say that there was that type of equipment on there, I'm, I'm fine with you doing that. If, is there anything you want on the cart that you think would be above and beyond that type of equipment? Maybe some trade goods. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'd say if you if you want to throw some trade goods on there, you can. Just just keep it... Uh, All right. Keep it like under, you know, 50 gold pieces worth of trade goods. Hey, you know what? Make a roll for me. Roll high on a d20. You jinxed it. You know what happened last time you said that, right? I know. I didn't mean to. It's like Dice Karma. You did really bad then, so you're going to do really good now. Six. No. <laughs> just don't... Just ask him to roll. Don't say anything beyond that. Just ask you, him to you, roll. You have... You, so, <laughs> you, you looking underneath the rations and all the other stuff that's on there, you think you may have some. You look. You find, like, one... You find one little jar... Little, little jar, maybe 20 ounces of salt. Um, but unfortunately, you, you, weren't, you weren't carrying a shipment of salt to the new settlement building up in, uh, in Crossroads, unfortunately. 
He finds salt? Cool. Is it like artistic salt? <laughs> it's some good salt. It's it's it's, it's, some, uh, like it's some rosemary it's some, salt. It's some pink salt. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's dwarven mountain pink salt. <laughs> <laughs> what were those mountains called? Himalayan. <laughs> Himalayan. All right. Quiet rise, pink salt. <laughs> so you all little etchings are... of a mountain on it. Hammer rain. So you all are. It's about. It's about noon. Let's say. Okay. You're all back at this house. You've rested. You've used hit die, Hephaestia. You've created some potions. Uh, the the Vale and Forain have done a, a substantial job working together to keep the body as preserved as possible. What are y'all doing? What what is the group up to? I think now that um, Salvador has seen like this cart and all these goods with uh, that Eberk was clearly traveling with trade goods, he's like he will approach uh, Eberk and be like, "So uh, a trader as well." Well. Just going to Jakir just to see what I can find. Maybe try to make some coin. Well, what do y'all want to do about your friend? He points to Sandra's body. I um I intend to carry him around until a skilled cleric can be found. Do you know any? I feel like I'm, feel like I'm more Irish this time than Scottish. You know, I, I I don't think you need the whole body. If if you could just take a piece of it, I think that would be enough, and it wouldn't stink as much. I'm no cleric, but that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, we have to make an arcane check to know what spell he's referring to. But on uh on this plane, I'm not well traveled, but I'm hoping that uh, solution will be. Unraveled. Hephaestia, what were you asking? No, I was saying like we. I would think we have to make like an arcane check or whatever to know what spell veil is referring to, because um, there are a few. Well, so n not necessarily. Um, I would say between all of you uh, and and the diverse areas that y'all are from. And this is a high magic world, and 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 there 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 is quite a, you know, you're just in a town with a fleet of wizards that put out a fire that almost took out a city. Um, you may not know necessarily what the spell is, but you know that uh, that the right priest could could probably do some stuff. I mean, without having a specific cleric in the group, you you wouldn't know what spell it is. But you know, those clerics are pretty capable, uh, especially when uh, they you were in their favor or if you have the right coin. Like we could just take a toe and leave the rest, <laughs> bury the rest. At well, some point, uh... conservation of mass has to come into play. <laughs> it's divine. They don't care about conservation were there any clerics at crossroads that we think may be able to there was one that healed denim's disease i was unable to heal him so i took denim to a church to seek healing Nice Do you think that they could Sorry. perform this ritual? I I do not know. Um, make a 
Make for me a history check, Hephaestia, as you ponder back on your time in Crossroads. Well, it's a straight 17. So you would remember that, um, that, that it was a temple of Palor, and there was a high priestess there that was the one that was able to do the cure disease uh, in that situation and seemed to be a very competent, very capable priest. Described herself as a high priest of Palor. I believe her name was Jaina. Do I know any? Can I roll to see if I know anything about Palor and how they handle death? Sure, you make a religion. Like if they would even like try to attempt something like this, if it's like against their religion or anything. Sure, go ahead, make a religion check for me. Oh, uh, sixteen plus two, so eighteen. You would know that they're not opposed to doing it. Um, the 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 specifics of their their tenants are are they're not going to strictly forbid it. Uh, it's certainly a, a, a they they would view the necromantic magic required to do that as healing magic. Um, it's just relatively expensive. It's it's not a cheap spell. It requires much favor uh, from their god. Anybody got a diamond worth a thousand gold pieces? Could you r remind me, perhaps, uh, the how much that dagger was worth? Which dagger? The one from the prison. Oh, the bone the dagger? I thought it was worth a pretty penny. I thought it was like in the 500 gold piece worth range because it had some it had some stuff on it from that 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 armorer's guide do, uh do you I, I had it on a card for you do you still have the card with your stuff might be in the bag it's not on my folder gotcha um ballparking it uh i would say probably in the range of 500 gold pieces if you if you're able to find the card we'll honor whatever it says ebert kind of holds up uh a couple of bags of coins and he's like hey your friend had some coin on him and he just like starts jingling uh how much coin did yeah. he have on him actually yeah and that's kind of like did you did you rob their friend's body she said they needed coin it makes sense for the man to pay for his own resurrection <laughs> i guess that's true <laughs> Brian's just sort of like, like, uh, disappointingly, just nodding, like, hey, yeah, well, yeah. Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> I speak up and I state that I might be able to help out in getting some money. It won't be entirely everything that they need, but we would need to go to, like, a port city to do so. 368 and some change. So, between 368 and... 500 potentially more we're like we're like almost there mm -hmm. i think salvador has enough as well to contribute to that. Okay. but we, we still don't need to carry the whole corpse with us look i'm i'm not going to go cutting up a corpse especially not if he helped rescue me we can just take some hair I know you don't like the smell as such, but I uh, can easily carry this much. 
Eh, put him on the cart. Sounds like we're going to crossroads. I turn to Brain and it's like, I know we have many paths in front of us, but are you sure that the dryads um, will, will be okay? I'm sorry, I'm trying to rhyme and it's just not coming to me. I'm picturing that meme of the bicycle and you put the stick in. Why would, I, why would my teammates do this to me? That one? Why would they make me how, ride? How much, how, oh. much is it, um, how much is it a backtrack to go to Crossroads? Uh, let's see here. I got Where your distances. Oh, we could probably go cross country and get to the southern road. We're not too far. There's no telling how many days that we lost just coming out of the bay or the portal, the demi plane. Okay, there we go. Um, you two aren't acquainted with how that time weirdness works? Yes, but considering how fragile well, the veil is between the two Less planes, than six days? I think is what it would be. Well, the uh, place where I am, the uh, compression is rather uh, tame. Uh, in some parts, it's nearly the same. Well, I think I mentioned before about your uh, friend that got eaten. Um, it was like five days. So I think we're good. I don't think you all really lost any time crossing over than coming back. I, I 1,002 gold pieces? 1,002 gold pieces. There you go. That's the one. I, th I was thinking it was in the 1,000 range, but I didn't want to be that wrong. So, there you go. See, keep Wait, up. what's 1,002 gold pieces? That bone dagger. It's worth some money. Dang. Dang. Yeah. Is that the shiv he found yeah. in the wall? Uh-huh. Uh it's a Damn. magical shiv, alright. Damn. I gotta be honest, I feel like I should give it to Sandra as an apology. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not made of your bones. <laughs> yeah, so the notes we had were that... Uh, if we wanted to go back to Belgard, that'd be three days. If we wanted to go to Kulate, it'd be roughly eight. And then cut across farmland to go south, it would take about ten days to get to Crossroads. So. Yeah, because you're still pretty far north on that road to mm -mm. to from, from Belgard to Jakir. Okay, gotcha. so Belgard is the closest option. Yep. Belgard is the wider city, so... Mm -hmm. How come all of your faces make those... Uh, Expressions when Belgard is set. <laughs> it's a lovely place. Dwarves built it. Oh, well built, absolutely, for sure. But I won't say we had the most pleasant of experiences there. What, did dwarves build Belgard? There's a bunch of wood there, isn't there? That's the, most of it as well. And the, poor, the, and the poor. human part. <laughs> Ebert, make a history check for me. 
16. You, you would be very, very familiar with your dwarven history that they are quite proud of the craftsmanship that went into uh, assisting the Thandel Empire uh, with building the gates of Belgard, which is a little further north of the city. Oh, we got to go to crossroads or not? I don't think we... so. It seems like it's the longest distance for us to take. I, do you know anyone in Belgard can cast that magic? I know many in Belgard, but none who possess, well, there is the Arcanum. Sounds like we're going to crossroads. Are we leaving now? I feel like we have better favor in Crossroads than we do in Belgard. Yeah, but it's an extra seven days. This is true. And while I'm sure Sandro can keep it together for the team, I don't think he can... There are some things I think that are without, out of his power at this point, as far as the decomposition of his body. Yeah, we should just bury him and, like, take a toe. I suppose, Belgard, it is. Okay. So you all grab your items, grab your horses. Uh, Eberk, how do you travel with your donkey? Do you ride on top of the ass, or do you sit in the cart, or you walk alongside? Cart has a bench. Cart has a bench, okay. Um, before we leave, I'm going to gather up a bunch, a bunch of, a uh, dry brush, anything dry I can find, pal, you know, the grass, any, like, dried sticks or anything around the house, and then I'm going to set it on fire. Just burning the house down? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you I don't have... want anyone, I don't want anyone else to think that there's a reason to stop here. Burn the house okay. down. Okay. Okay, I will make my sigil then out of some of the dry grasses that he collects because I hadn't put it on the door. So I will reconstruct it in another fashion. Okay. And and leave it there. Okay. So I, I just need to know, do you have uh, like flint and steel? Do you have like fire? I have a tinder box. Yes. Yeah, you're good. So it doesn't take you. You don't have to make any rolls for this. You get it. Uh, you get it set up. Uh, you you look around. You make sure there's not any brush that's connecting it to the fields or anything like that. It looks like it's pretty solid. And you strike it, and it goes up in flames. All right. And y'all are headed back to Belgard then. I suppose so. Uh, Salvador will take lead on the way back. <laughs> okay, good. Because not only this, is this body going to start getting real stanky, but we do have... I was saying before, it's just... It's like, okay, I've got many lives that are sick right now versus one that has already perished. So while Hephaestia does not want to see Sandro deceased, um, she's trying to prioritize the many over the <laughs> yeah. Mm. 
philosophical in here. All right, so Sandro's at the lead of this party. Where's where is everybody? Just who who's at the back of this? Party? No, no, Sandro's at the back. Is he? Not Sandro. <laughs> Salvador is at the front of this. This, this party. everyone is upwind of. The <laughs> okay, so the cart's at the back. Oh yeah, probably like flanked. Depending on the wind. <laughs> but probably no one behind that cart. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, and I guess I just need to know: Are y'all making? Are y'all doing a normal speed? Are you doing a fast pace? Uh, or are you going slow and being stealthy? Yeah, I would forego any foraging to try and get there as quickly I, as possible. I feel like within uh, everyone else's, I will push them to the utmost of their patience to go as fast as possible because I do have another objective. Uh, but uh, Sandro's Sandro's uh, potential revival. Uh, is is important enough to make a detour. Okay. I'm fine with going fast as well, and we are all mo uh, mounted, so yep. that matters. It does. Alright, so y'all begin making your way back the way you came. The, gr the, the ground, uh, not nearly as muddy as it had been before, not nearly uh, as much of a struggle as the, the sun overhead has kind of baked a lot of it back down. It's still a bit frigid as you are in the fall. And Ed, the further you get away from Jakir, it, it, it starts to get a little colder, but the, this, this region is still, you know, not terribly far away from a tropical jungle. So even, even in the winter, it's not super, uh, not super cold. The, but having seen this road before, uh, there's not a whole lot surprising in it as you traverse back. And if you recall, this is not really a, a road that's traveled very often. Um, eventually, the sun begins to set. And... Sorry, guys. I'll be right back. Sure. Do you... As the sun gets low, do you all start looking for a place to camp? Or do you think you push on? Um, I can't make the new people push on, but I would try to encourage Hephaestus and Salvador to push yeah, on. Yeah, I think Salvador would push on. He we he's familiar with the route by this point, and I think feels relatively safe traveling on it. Okay. Um, now Hephaestus will just try to stay alert since she only needs the four hours, so she wouldn't become exhausted until after like. Well, you're the, also making really good speed. If you're going fast on horseback, I think the thing slowing you down would be the cart, but I think even the cart gets a base speed of, of 40, so pushing hard, right. you're, you're still going pretty quick. Yeah. She would try to press on, but she would try to stay as vigilant as possible. Gotcha. For any threats. Okay, so let's do this then. Uh, for starters, go ahead and Hephaestia. Is anybody helping Hephaestia be on lookout? Bail will. Okay, so go ahead and Hephaestia, you can make a straight roll on this, not at advantage because of the the, the quickened speed. It's going to cancel it out. So, so just do a, a single roll. I'm always looking. It's, it's perception. Mm -hmm. Nine. Nine. Okay, so it, it's a little hard to make out, uh, but you do start to notice that the flatlands that y'all were in before starts to get hilly. Um, and as you're moving through this this region, you mine with thirteen. 
Okay. You're pretty sure that the uh, that you, you, one of the hills you feel like you kind of recognize as a as a as a place where where this Onkeg fight had happened, and it kind of hits you that you got back to the spot really quickly. Um, you're probably gonna be back at Belgarde near the end of the second day of travel at this pace. Um, if you, if you keep that up, uh, however, you know, crossing that eight hour mark, um, the horses may start to struggle. Um, but you're still making really good speed. You'll keep on pushing through the night. Uh, yeah, without, uh, without, uh, is, is, is hard as we can go without animal abuse. Sure. Okay, so maybe maybe wear them out a little bit. There are a few times where you bring your pace down to kind of a slow pace. Maybe stop and give the horses some water, you know, avoiding that animal abuse piece of it. A um, couple of times that y'all might stop and get, uh, you know, open up your ration packs. Um, but mostly the focus seems to be on pushing on to Belgard. Um, about day and a half, sun is up over your head not a cloud in the sky uh and in the distance you can see the uh the hallows uh kind of creeping out of the sprawling city that is belgard you see the spires of the arcanum uh sticking up in the distance you're you're probably five hours out of the city at this point um i would say go ahead and hmm let me see. I don't. It's been a while since I've given anybody exhaustion. Do you have to make a con save to see if you avoid the exhaustion? I, I don't recall. Or does it just hit after you cross a certain amount of time? I'll say I, felt, I thought it just hit after a certain time. I was under that impression as well. But... Okay. Yeah, so at this point, um, and because you're on horseback, it probably didn't hit you right at, you know, eight hours. But, you know, at some point of just being awake and pushing through, even with your breaks, I want everybody to go ahead and take a, a point of exhaustion. So you're going to be a disadvantage on ability checks uh, at this point. <clears throat> but pushing on, the... Uh, the gates of, uh, not the gates of Belgard, but the city of Belgard lies before you. Uh, anything y'all want to do before you get there? We should rest just before entering the city so we don't have to pay to stay somewhere or be prepared for Belgard fresh in the morning. It's, it's right over there, though. We could just go get a room and sleep in a nice bed and not under a tree anymore. Except we're all exhausted as well. <laughs> and I really I want a bed. Fail like an incredulous look, like like sleeping under a tree, like the insulted sleeping under a tree. Right, right. I, I don't see what's wrong with sleeping under a tree. I've been sleeping under a tree, fearing for my life for like a month now. I'm sick of it. That's I want a bed. The, the young elf has been traumatized. <laughs> it's not the tree, it's the strife of living in f fear uh, for her life. Right, it's not the tree. It's just him. <laughs> it's not the tree. Okay.
Okay, so are we stopping to rest or are we pushing on? I'm probably like inclined to what Vale would be most more comfortable with. Um, I think it, has it been discussed in the group that this bringing uh, Sandro back would be costly. I think I would need Salvador to evaluate the only um, expensive uh, piece of. I mean, if we can property like, I own, sit unquote, down in like a private room and like everybody will, like pull out their bags and be like, "All right, what do we got here?" <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't know what your dagger is worth. So just, like, assuming that we can bank on that, you know, we probably okay. need to have a group meeting and everybody turn out their pockets. <laughs> okay. Okay. So as you continue pressing forward... Um, Can I go you... check on Patrick real quick? Sorry. Sure. Um, what time is it? 105. 105, okay. So what we'll do, let's say y'all, after pushing through, a few more hours go by, you get to the, right at the entrance of the hallows, the the, the kind of scattered and, and broken shanty part of, of Belgard that's outside of their main walls. Um, it's nighttime, you do see some lights on in the buildings. Uh, let's take a quick break. Let's do a five-minute break and, and get up, stretch our legs, and then come back, okay? Um, we'll let Ashley know. Hey, Ash, you, you all have arrived outside the city of Belgard. You're at the, you're at the at the edge of the Hallows. We're going to take a quick five-minute break, okay? At 105, we're just going to walk around in a second, get up from our computers, and take a five-minute break, okay? All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Askazir on the Into the Dungeon Network. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to like and subscribe to our content. I do want to take a quick moment to say thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the audio clips that you hear throughout the episode and during our intro, our break, and our outro. Now let's get back to the action. Alrighty, we are back. So where we left off, it was nighttime. You all had one point of exhaustion. You were right outside the. You you were literally approaching the hallows. Um, the the shanty town and buildings are 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 mostly closed in the way that it's nighttime or getting nighttime. You see people kind of finishing up for the day. Um, in the distance, you can hear perhaps a little bit of music and liveliness from the, uh, the, the tavern that is in the Hallows. Um, but uh, you are there. There are a few people still out on the street, but not a whole lot of folks. But welcome back to Belgard. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did Salvador, uh, do, do I assume that he knows or do you make a roll to try to... Uh, ascertain the value of the pilfered uh, jail dagger? No. Um, y y as far as Forain knows, it's just a bone sharpened. You know, it's... it's uh, you'd, you'd probably need to get it appraised or... Uh, I don't remember... Yeah, if you, that's why... I, yeah, I don't remember if you showed it to Salvador. Salvador would have the 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 no... The, 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 at least the ability to have, have uh, some insight into 
it, it's quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was asking. I I could have said it in my head, but I think on the on the way into town, that was a that was an idea. Oh, I thought you were gonna do it. Uh, I guess whenever we whenever we stopped, essentially. Um, but yeah, like, we are stopped outside of town, now. aren't we? We're gonna enter town, find somewhere to then turn out all of our pockets. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So I guess we'll find the nearest. Um... Yeah, I mean, we don't have to stay anywhere nice. We can stay in the Hallows Tavern. I would love the nicest place we can find. I will pay for everyone if we can stay in just a really nice place. Well, she's not there. Why were we kicked out of the nicest place? Were we kicked out? You were kicked out of somewhere. You were kicked out. Yeah, they were racist. <laughs> Ebert, Ebert gestures behind him. To I'm the kidding. No, I think we actually did something that they didn't like. Ebert, did you? Right, start a bar fight. This might raise fewer questions in the hollows. It's a lot cheaper to pay people to keep quiet in the hallows. <laughs> I mean, what's there to keep quiet about? It's a corpse. He's dead. He died. Yeah, the nicest There's nothing place shady in... about it. The nicest place I in town might not like it, though. I imagine guards might be concerned as to why there's a body in the back of the cart. Let's go to the Hallows. So, make making your way in, um, you you eventually get to you, you, going down that main thoroughfare. You eventually get to the cross street that those of you who have been here before would remember that the fine platter resi- uh, was on. Uh, as you get to that crossroads, you do see Shore Guard A, uh, as well as a few other officers of Belgard in the region. Um, Hephaestia, looking around, you don't notice any of the children you had spoken to just uh, six days ago. Uh, here after dark. Nighttime, right? It is nighttime, yep. Oh, I have a I sigh of relief. At least one thing is going right, it seems. Though <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I will probably want to stop by, like, surprise inspection. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you doing that now? If if the her Izzy's house isn't too far out of the way, I, I feel like it was very close to the fine platter. I I, I don't yeah. remember exactly, but I feel like it was over on that side of town. So sure, if yeah. you wanted to stop there on the way there, the group, I, I need to make a quick stop, okay. check up on on something. Gotcha. So as you stop to kind of have that that conversation just momentarily, uh, you hear a voice that you recognize, and it's it's sure. Hey, welcome back to Belgard. You're back already. Unfortunately, I mean, under unfortunate circumstances, we are returned. So he he gets there, and in between y'all's is your, your attempts to cover up the smell and and prestidigitation the the smell away. Um, right as about that time, he kind of catches it and goes, if, if you had tr- one, two, three, four, five, if, oh, where is your 
Your friend, tell me he is not the source of the smell from that cart. Afraid he's in the back. We've come to see what we can do with your priests. Hmm. Well, there, I mean, we do have, I mean, the churches do a lot of good, but they, they like to have the funds to do a lot of good. Um, but you can certainly check with them. We have many temples here. Um, the, of course, there is always the grave digger. Um, we can lay him, to, we can lay him to rest here in Belgard. I offered to make a grave for him earlier, and they said no. Well, this is a... Miracles happen every day in this world, as long as you can afford them. <laughs> or someone owes you a great favor. Yay, capitalism! Um, it's like, Confessio is going to make her a mark, and he's like, yes, that's the way of the human's world. <laughs> <laughs> the, um... Do you do you know what do you know what God, if any, sent your know, your friend um, worshipped? I look to like Salvador. Does anyone remember? Because he said it. Did he? Oh, the yeah. nope. Oh, oh. So we'll go looking for a journal in Sandro's pocket and see what, <laughs> or any any mentions or I guess ornaments of religious noteworthiness um well uh patrick did he wear vestments of some variety no would it have been written in a journal no no okay but he had mentioned it okay since he had mentioned it Can sandro it? set a dc for me it's gonna be 20 okay. 14 okay 100 <laughs> all right make a religion check salvador since you're the one thinking this through <laughs> that is an eight plus anything it was a seven plus one. Oh man you just don't recall you feel like you maybe heard him talk about it at one point but religion not... is not a talking point that salvador is very noteworthy of <laughs> Religion is something that uh, foreign is proficient in. That's mm. um, unfortunately not uh, not coming to you at this time. Not 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 with that particular interaction. I'm going to allow the role to just go to Salvador on this one. Yeah. Um, it seems like the only god I'm particularly remember is Kaylor. Well, I mean, we could always, like, go see one and, like, have them ask him. <laughs> they can do that, right? Uh, make an Arcana check. I know that they can do that. Oh, do Speak you? Speak with dead. Is that what, 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 what class is Vale again? He's a druid. Druid, druid right? <laughs> yeah. The, um... Well, so Shore kind of looks at you. If you're not sure, I mean, I think the the nicest bunch here in town is is probably those that worship Evandra, um, in over in the Newtown. Um, we do have. Uh, do Do you think he would have worshipped 
um, Bahamut. We do have a temple to Bahamut here. Um, mostly, um, mostly near the administration buildings. You tend to have a lot of the uh, tend to have lots of 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 the 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 the, the Thandel officials that attend service there. Um, not very nice people. They, they tend to be a bit high and mighty on themselves. Um, well, that sounds like that. <laughs> I think Hephaestus is starting to realize that despite trying to save Sandro's life several times, she does not know a lot about him. I think that was the point. <laughs> and <laughs> She's starting to wonder why she's tried to save him. <laughs> But other than those are the two. Oh, sorry, sorry, you cut out there a bit, Hephaestus. I didn't oh. hear you talking. I didn't mean to talk over you. No, I said something about Sandro. Then hmm. something about this human in particular seemed worth saying. Hmm. The, uh, the shore kind of gives you, you know, just looking at you. He says, other than Avandra and Bahamut, um, you could check. We, we of course have a. Uh, church here to Paylor here in the Hallows, uh, and um, yeah, in Newtown near the Gallows, there is a church to Elmada as well. Your, you know, any of those might be of service. That's Terrence God, right? That's Mike. Yeah. Maybe if you ask them nicely, they'd do it. Yeah, like, is there any favor you can swing with your church? I can try. Uh, make a religion check for me, Tareth. Okay. Um, yeah, I would still say you, you're be, be ha having been brought up in the learnings of a matter uh, in your life or various mm -hmm. times in your life. The uh, you would you would know that you, they probably wouldn't charge as much, but they are going okay. to look for a gesture of sacrifice along with whatever donation they receive. Got it. What sort of sacrifice, or do I know that yet? They generally, um, they they they're generally going to look for something, not necessarily sacrificed of value, of mm -hmm. material value, of personal value. Something that uh, they feel uh, you would that you would experience pain in losing. Ebert, how much do you love your ass? Uh, he's stubborn, but he's traveled with me through most of the continent. Yeah, I don't think it would be quite appropriate for Eberk, Vale, or Terrace to... Oh, I wasn't offering anything anyway, so... Right, I understand. I, I don't think it is appropriate. Sandra was not your companion. I mean, the corpse has been, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the one driving him. For the, the so Bahamut, 
um, Kaylor, Ilmater, and what was the other god? Avandra. Avandra. All have notable temples here in the in the uh, the city of Belgard and various locales. Oh, gee. Just bring the corpse around to each one. It's like <laughs> getting a, a. Oh, what is it? Look, look for, we got a fresh shop. Some yeah. kind of auspices, like oh, there's a, a dove. It must be this one. Yeah. Can um can you make any sort of religion check to see the characteristics of the deities? Which ones would synergize more with uh with uh Sandra's personality? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you can make this religion check. Didn't it's going to be the one that already. emphasizes self liberty and probably something else. Well, yeah, they've got the table and uh, I had pulled up so. Whatever. One of them. Go ahead and make. Yeah, I will. You know, um, because you've come at it from a different angle, a pretty clever angle. I will let you make a uh, religion check to see if you can kind of put the pieces together as to to what might have fit. Uh, I'm proficient in this. All right, this is going to be good. You just wait. It's an eighteen. Uh, Patrick. Well, uh, being that Evandra's the goddess of luck. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, too. There we go. Evandra, goddess of change and luck, greater deity, chaotic neutrals, suggested domains, trickery in nature. I feel like we've spent too much time guessing. Sandro would, um, would have followed Evandra's blessings. Very well. If you are sure. I mean, Terrets can do it for somewhat cheaper, though. Perhaps it is best to go with the one that they followed in life instead of someone that they didn't. Was he from here, though? Like, did does he know anyone at this church specifically? It's heading home, like, how little we know about this <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I, I'm just not seeing how, like, if he didn't know anyone at this church or any of these churches, if he's not from here, I'm not seeing how it would really matter which church we took him to. Usually I, it is your soul that ends up residing with the chosen deity, is it not? Does it not work that way in the material plane? It's the magic of the gods that give the priests power. Second, um... Was there a temple or anything in Crossroads? Because, I mean, that's where he was born and raised. That's really the only thing that we know. So. I mean, uh. It, would it be specific to Crossroads, possibly? I, I would shoot for going to Evandra's temple uh, first. I don't yeah, I mean, think, like, this isn't like, I don't think there's like a, a, a yeah, not very high right. cost they to just no, going so. to check. Okay. We do, but I mean, it's like we wouldn't have made any headway. The so, only yeah. high cost is Sandro's life. Can we do this in the morning, though? Vale, do you just start going towards the tavern? Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, so you start headed towards the tavern. You just walk away from the conversation. Uh, the rest of you, you see her, uh, you see him leave. 
Oh, what? What? Do y'all carry on, or do you go with her? I think the conversation follows as we follow. <laughs> Hephaestia, do you break off to go check on? Whoa! Oh, that worked surprisingly well. I don't Sorry, there's a knock at the door. I don't know. I've well, never... because they were in, in in Zoom, they were on opposite sides, so then when it pooped out and moved back in, it just swapped them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but usually when something like that happens, it just breaks it completely like we saw in the Starfinder game. Alright, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy it, it, I'm I'm happy with this. Alright. All right. Right okay, gotcha. Alright, so we will we will find out what uh, Hephaestia does at the house later. The rest of you make your way to the tavern as you walk in. The uh, you you are recognized. I believe some of you had been here before. Uh, I know Hephaestia had been. Did anybody go to this tavern with Hephaestia at any point? Yeah. Okay. So Salvador, Ferrain, all of you would be, you know, recognized as y'all as y'all came in. Um, you get greeted. You know. Oh, welcome. What can we do for you? Six rooms. Six of your finest rooms, please. I don't have six rooms available right now. I've got, uh, I got two common rooms and, uh, and one single. I want the single. And then uh, they can split the two commons. A single, huh? Yes. Well, it'll be two copper pieces for the for the common room, um, for each of you, and for the for the for the single room. I only got the one, so how about three silver pieces? I am totally okay with that. Here, just here's five silver. That's well, an extra silver. Well, make sure you're left alone. Thank you so much. I need to sleep. <laughs> that Eladrin math. <laughs> all right, so you all are given keys. Are you doing it? So in, in this common room, there are quite a few people here. You see some people drunk at the counter. Uh, there is a a, a human female uh, playing a harp, like, over in the corner, and it's just kind of light music uh, in this space. Um, you notice she seems she seems a little out of place in that uh, she's playing a harp in the in, in the fine platter in the hallows it, it's just it's it's a it's a little strange um, other than that you see folks sitting around at some tables just enjoying a meal looks like they're still cooking some rabbits that were left the other day uh, looks like it's been kind of boiled down into a stew um, there are some tables available if you wanted to stay in the common space what are y'all doing Bale's going to sleep Okay. I imagine Salvador would be pretty hungry, so he's going to get some of the soup. Okay. Gotcha. That's just, uh, just going to cost you a copper piece on that. Okay. Eberk was parking the cart in the back, in the okay. stables, and whatever, like, straw was there, like, he's, he would pile a bunch of straw into the cart to cover up the body, to cover, hopefully, you know, cover up the smell or whatever. Okay. And then he'd come in and ask the barkeep if he could play for spending a night in the for a meal and spending the night in the stable. Okay. Uh, yeah. You, we, if if you want to stay in the stable, we can accommodate that. You'd have to stay uh, with your your horse. 
um, or with your cart, um, you wouldn't be able to have a secondary space, but you can you can sleep in that same space with with your creature. You do have a creek I, there, right? I am your okay. Yeah, as long as you're as long as you're housing a creature and paying the feed for the creature as well, then absolutely. So how much and, uh, would we have to pay for all of our horses? Because we it's not just the mule. Uh, for for stabling it, what did I just tell you? One copper, or did I give you a price on it? I don't remember. You did it. <laughs> it was two copper for the common room per person. Rooms, yeah. Uh, so let's say for two a, copper for feed. Yeah. So let's let's box. say four copper per stall per per creature to cover both staying there and feed and water. All right. Ebert hands over the four copper. And he's like, and a hot meal and strong ale. <laughs> and then he doesn't even wait for a response. He just turns around and looks at the the, um, the human playing the harp and pulls out his lute and like tunes it a little bit. And then once he's like, "All right, I can jump in," he'll jump in and like try to do it. Okay, make a uh, performance check for me. Twelve. Okay. She uh she she kind of looks up at you when she hears the lute playing and you almost see kind of like a coy smirk hit her face and it, it's almost as if she's taken your playing as a bit of a challenge. Uh and you, you she starts to kind of she lets you play, she kinda goes she goes not quiet, but she kind of gives you a little backing melody and lets you do a bit of a solo. And after a little bit of time of that, she comes in with her own solo. Um, Can I do the backing melody? Okay. I know how it works. Okay. All right. Go. Give me a. Give me another performance check. Round two. Yeah. Round two. Twelve. Twelve. So this with this one, she just kind of the the way she moves her fingers across this this harp is is incredible. She she where it was before um where it was before just kind of a light you know lounge music now she's like hitting intricate chords and playing rapidly and it's starting to sound a bit more lively like you would expect in a bar and people around just kind of start looking up and you see some toes tapping as they go do you do you continue back and forth with her yeah round three okay go ahead give me a roll Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. So you take. So you take over and t tell me a little bit about what you're doing. Like how how, how do you play? You give a, a, uh, a classic dwarven. Through the fire and the flames. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Through the fire and flames. No. Very very dwarven marching. You know, singing war songs. Just lively. So you, you look around the room as you're playing and it starts to get a little bit more lively in here. People, you even see a couple of the tables reach up and, 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 and call over the, the barkeep and they're, more ale, more ale, you know, feeling kind of inspired by the music that you're playing. And the, the lady on the harp kind of sits back. She stopped playing at this point and just kind of gives you a look. She, a little, little impressed. She just takes in the show. Ebert's biggest fan is a tabaxi, a black tabaxi. <laughs> sure, I'll allow it. Uh, so this black tabaxi in the back of the room starts old grumpy. 
to vaccine. <laughs> uh, just kind of starts shaking his head. <laughs> All right, Hephaestia. You hear the music start playing a little louder in the tavern next door. Um, you make your way down a little side street and find the house that you recognize. It's um, You do see a light on inside, and this the sun is still... The sun has crested. I'd say you're probably at about like 8 or 9 o'clock. Just a little bit of glow coming from both the sun and the moon at this point. So it's not too late. Um, you just yeah. barge in or you knock. <laughs> she is courteous. I was brought up well. Sure. What the hell? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know what happened with that. I don't know either. It's but, okay. Um, yeah, she'll knock. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a sturdy and consistent knock, three knocks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and she waits. A couple of moments pass, and you hear someone coming to the door, and it, 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 it cracks ever so slightly, and you see Izzy kind of look up at you, and she goes, uh, Hephaestia, you're back. Welcome. Already. Uh, yes, unfortunate circumstances brought me back, but I felt it was necessary to make sure that you were home. She reaches out and grabs you by the hand and pulls you inside. Let me show you what I've made. Let me show you what I've made. At first she's startled, but then she's like, oh, you've been crafting. Okay. <laughs> so and she's like, oh yeah, okay. I'm inside. She pulls you through like, it's, it's one large common room. Like this isn't a fancy house by any measure. And kind of at the back where her bedspread is and, and where it looks like maybe she's set up for her things. Her mom is there too. And she's just like, oh, what's going on? And, and, and she realizes that it's you and she's like, oh, welcome. Uh, I'll put on some tea, I guess. Why are you back? And meanwhile, Izzy's like, look, sit, sit right here. Look, sit here. Let me show you what I've made. And uh, as trying to comply with the child's demands, I'm also trying to give an explanation to her mother. It's <laughs> like unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> so you sit down and um izzy starts showing you uh some vials um one of them you recognize pretty immediately as one of the potions you taught her how to make and it looks like it was made fairly well um the other one that she shows you seems a little off you're not sure why at, at without at least without inspecting it yeah i uh, take note of the one she did a good job on. And I was like, impressive. Very impressive for the short amount of time. Um, I want to encourage her. Mm -hmm. And then I look at the other one and I was like, I don't know about this one though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I, I wanted to, you know, start experimenting a little bit. So I, I found, so this, this one in particular, it, it, it tastes bad, but I, I made it so that it would, it would be a little bit more potent. All right. Potent in what way? Well, it, it's it's meant to give you just a little bit more healing. Okay, I take out the one I made a few days ago, mm -hmm. and then I compare it to the one that she made. Mm -hmm. Looks completely and... different. Okay. Uh, I. I will investigate herbalism. Sure, go ahead and make an herbalism uh, check for you for me. Uh, 
That's enough. So you, you're kind of inspecting it. You, you smell it a little bit. You kind of dip your finger in and get a little, give it a little taste. And you, you, you do catch the notes of just a normal base healing potion, but you also get notes of like grass. You're pretty confident that she has just Morton pestled in like grass from outside uh, to try and uh, this is a failed attempt at maybe just seeing what other plants might do. Um, I would say it strikes oh, yeah. you as potentially dangerous if she is just willy-nilly throwing plants in here. Yeah, no, I, I am amused at her uh, trying to be more, to do more, but yeah, I'll warn her that that while this is relatively harmless, um, you have to be very careful. The more you add to your potion, the harder it will be to make it successful. In this case, you've added something relatively mundane <laughs> to your potion, so it's not going to do anything. And then I'll pull out uh, an herb her to try if she is so eager to experiment more but i want to make sure i'm giving her the right one wait till we wait till we get stuck in some sort of weird fade time compression right, thing and, and we're going to come back and then like 10 years is going to be passed on this plane and she's going to be like a 20 year old alchemist attending zinehold academy <laughs> I give her some blood grass. Okay. Um, I believe it is like um, variegated with red. Um, and I say that if you are to add something to your potions, you must make sure that they're compatible, just like any person being compatible with another to become friends. Plants are the same. Um, in order to make your potion successful, you must make sure that they are friendly towards one another. And this one in particular not only gives you the healing effect of the wild sage root, but will, this blood grass will also make this potion a meal source for one day. So she goes over and she grabs, as, like, as you're talking and you're explaining it to her, she goes over and grabs like a tattered notebook and a piece of like charcoal mm -hmm. uh from the the the, the uh, uh, from the table or something and she starts mm -hmm. kind of scratching in some notes on what you're saying and you see her right like red wheatgrass or whatever it was called and um mm -hmm. it looks like she and she kind of takes it and she puts the leaf that you've given her or the plant you've given her into the book and she starts smashing it down as if trying to make mm -hmm. like a impression uh, to to not an impression, but to keep it to to like dry it yeah, out and keep yeah. it uh, for her notes and and records. Very resourceful. Um, but I say that this grass in particular is common and does not make potions harder to make. <laughs> oh, got it. This this grass in particular is very friendly with other plants. Okay. 
So she she kind of smiles and nods and is taking it in uh, at least seemingly well uh, to the information, and she's just happy to have you there. Um, but uh, she looks up at you with the one she the the one that she made the minor one, and says you you can have this. Are you sure? Well, yeah, you helped us out, and we owe you. Hmm. I do not think that the price of this potion is equal to the deed that I have done. So in order to compensate for your hard work and your creation, I will give you half the value of this potion as my deeds will take up the other half. So, God, it's like potions are really expensive. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a standard potion is like 50 gold pieces. Yeah. So, so you're giving I, it 25 gold? Yeah. <laughs> um! <laughs> is, it, is this a cute NPC we've adopted? Is this our adopted NPC? It's like there, this is a a good skill to have, a very good skill. And the she, fact that you created just... something so quickly is fortuitous of your skill. Fortuitous. All right, so you'll finish up doing stuff there. Uh, we'll come back to you at your departure in a moment. Veil. You get your key, you head upstairs, you find the room, you go inside, and this is, this place is, this room is borderline squalor. Like, it's clean, it's it's habitable, it is the most inviting space you've seen in a month, to, two, to one to two months. There is a bed, it's loosely made, it's got a cushion. There's a chair. What are you What are you doing as you get in the space? I'm collapsing on the bed and falling asleep. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Tareth, you're in the bottom floor with everybody else. You see uh, Eberk strumming away on his lute, going back and forth with the 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 harp player. Uh, you see people being merry and listening to the music, ordering food. You may have even ordered uh, some food and beverage for yourself. Is there anything in particular you want to do in this time? Um, I wanted to get some food because I am starving. Okay, outstanding. It's going to cost you, for, for the for the rabbit stew, it's going to cost you one copper. And uh, probably copper. If, if you just want, uh, you want something alcoholic to drink or do you want something non-alcoholic? Alcoholic. Alcoholics could cost you uh, three additional copper for 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 their okay. like their their ale their house ale. Perfect. Okay. Uh, anything else that you would do in the space before like retiring to the room to say, so I can pull your money. Um, I guess I haven't gotten a room yet, have I? So. Oh, I, know I don't think all the rooms all the rooms were paid for by Vale. Oh, they were? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, never mind. Um, uh, I guess I just sit there listening to Sandro and just, like, finish eating my meal um, and watch this competition slash, ad slash admiration for, or, uh, sorry, Ebert playing. Oops. <laughs> That's okay. It's 
all good. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Salvador, same question, same environment. <clears throat> um, I imagine Salvador will be sitting with Foren and... Uh, we mentioned pulling together funds to see what we can come up with in the event that we have to directly pay for Sandro's revival. Right, um, we can, um, if we're wishing for him to pull through, we should ascertain things of greater value. Uh, I'll, uh, take the bone dagger out, I guess. Uh, I don't know if I even showed it to anybody before. I just kind of, like, swiped it from the prison, and I put it in, uh, front of Salvador for appraisal. Okay, go ahead. Pick it up and take a look at it. <laughs> okay, make for me a, uh, kind of a check do I want you to make for doing an appraisal. Um, well, let's say you have some type of merchant tools that you're proficient with, that you, that some tools of the trade as a, as a person well-equipped with conducting business and, and, and having, um, you may probably a little bit of time being around blacksmiths and people that would forge weapons. Uh, so let's go ahead and have you make a straight uh, D20 roll plus your proficiency modifier. This is going to be proficiency with a tool set. Okay, so just plus two proficiency, I guess? I just... believe so. I don't know if it went up when y'all hit level four. Uh, no, I no, think I it's like odd numbers. The, the parts of Kyle that are getting replaced by the snake are just kind of funny. <laughs> he occasionally doesn't have ears, just like the snake behind him. Um, that's a 12. That's a 12? So you definitely recognize the the, the more common features of this. Um, or not the common features, but the, the more obvious features, rather. Ferrain, on that card, um, what were the bonuses that it gets? It's a 1d4 plus dex, but it also has a 1d6 slashing. Okay. Um, So you recognize the features of this dagger that make it more deadly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You certainly know that it's worth some money. You would probably ballpark it around 800 to 1,000, depending on the buyer. This dagger you've found is quite or depending on the vicious. seller depending on the seller rather like if you were buying okay. it msrp you'd, right, you'd, right. you'd probably 800 to a thousand you're you're not sure mm-hmm. this dagger is particularly lethal uh, very well serrated could be worth good coin anywhere between 800 to a thousand perhaps if we're lucky we'll have to see you know what's funny? The character that has the best chance of selling that for the most gold mm-hmm. is Sandra. Mm-hmm. Who has the highest charisma? I mean... We know it's not me. I think it's Sandra. They all have a 17. Oh, wow. Nice. Sorry, didn't mean to derail. No, I mean that's... It's okay. Um, Valid. Okay, Forain, in, in addition to looking at the the dagger with Salvador, was there anything else you would wanted to do in this time? 
nothing's coming to me at the moment. Okay. Uh, Hephaestia, you finish up. Was there anything you wanted to do with Izzy before leaving? Um, I do want to um, let her know that the only difference between the potion that she made and a master potion maker, because of, she successfully made the potion of healing, though it's not anything, like it's not a greater potion or anything. She says successfully made a potion of healing. So the only difference between your potion and a master's potion is reputation. Wow. I'll keep practicing. And with goodbyes and I... So you bid farewell to the mom and to Izzy mm -hmm. and make your way back over. As soon as you walk into the tavern, you recognize the uh, the, the barkeep and owner sitting at the bar. They they, they wave at you. You got more wa uh, more rabbits for us. More rabbits? Rabbits. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping I'd sneak by uncaught on that. Rabbit season. <laughs> yeah, they're in a season right now. No. Uh, unfortunately not. Our business brings us back to town um, with haste and I see. I see. So, well, sorry. will you be? Uh, I. Uh, I assume you'll be staying with your companions like last time. Then yes. Yes. Oh, very well. Can can I get you anything? Do you need food? Drinks. Drinks. <laughs> he brings up a pour, pours an ale for you. It's three copper pieces. Um, you I see, just like, like saying it. I ask, after he brings the ale, I ask if he happens to have gotten his hands on any dark wine. No dark wines right now, unfortunately. Just the, uh, just our house ale. I will take it. It's a fresh, fresh cask, though. Dwarves dropped it off this morning. <laughs> Did they drop it or drop it off? <laughs> a loot string breaks. <laughs> <laughs> you said what? Uh, the loot. I'm sorry. Just the mental image of the loot string just caught me, uh, just caught up to me. Uh, uh, the it was the G string. We had some dwarves drop off ale here every so often. Bringy hops off stage, uh, realizes that's rude. Turns around, gives a little nod to the uh, uh, harp, harp, harpist. <laughs> I had the same stumble earlier. I'm like, I don't know what you call a person that plays a harp. Harpographer? Cannon. Harpographer is now canon. <laughs> and runs over to the to the to the bar is like he hasn't drunk anything yet, so he just like points to like a pint mm -hmm. mug. He's like, let's go! Door of an ale. <laughs> so she she uh she she goes over to the uh, the tap that's there and 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 pours you a uh, pours you a a mug as well. Uh, it'd be three copper pieces. He looks up at uh, um, Hephaestus. He's like, she's talking to you, elf. I played for me drink. Uh, oh, good. I will say that you recognize this ale, uh, just on taste alone. 
um, as a, as a re- as a relatively common dwarven ale. This is is they're they're not known for their craftsmanship on the ale necessarily. They're known for the methodology that they use to create it, which allows them to make it in abundance for cheap. Uh, and you recognize this as uh, Balbeck's Brewing Company. It's ale. Uh, Hephaestia, the, uh, the, bar, the barkeep looks to you. You're mute. Um, push to talk. Sorry. Okay, the, there's 10 copper per silver, correct? Yes. So that would make three drinks plus one left. Okay, so I did give her like three copper for my drink, and then I'll give her one silver and another copper. For the rest of my drinks that I will have. Got it. Okay, sounds good. Just going to deduct it from your your inventory. All right. So the night goes on. Do is there anything anybody wants to do in particular before you retire to the rooms and maybe start counting out coin and figuring out what you're going to do for the next day? Uh, Ebert keeps playing for okay. however long the drinks are coming. So like he'll play. And then run over to the bar, get another drink, and play. With really no regard for, like, how late it's getting, he's uh, just happy to okay. be out. <laughs> so what you have noticed in doing this is that the better you play, and the more lively the bar gets, the more people are buying drinks. The barkeep has noticed this as well. So go ahead and give me another performance check. Second most important role I'll be making in these past two sessions. <laughs> Fifteen. Okay. Yep. Your your music is just as lively at this point. The the harpographer has joined you in playing and is kind of matching your melody, and y- y'all are kind of jamming together at this point. Um, no longer kind of engaging in a duel so much as just working the crowd. You see her get up occasionally and go and join you in one of these these beers. So they'll kind of take turns getting them. She's, she's kind of jumped on this train of getting some free house beer as well. Um, meanwhile, people are still coming up and doing it. Uh, go ahead and do... Hold on, let me check something. Oh. So uh, make a constitution saving throw for me. Against poison? Alcohol poison. No. You're exhausted and you're drunk. Well, it doesn't affect the, 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 you're good on the exhaustion. Con save 14. 14. Okay. So far, so good. You're able to kind of keep playing and she's jamming. She's had just as many beers as you have. uh, And she's jamming right alongside you. Uh, Are you going to keep playing? Oh yeah, like I said, he's not going to give any regard. Give, give me another, like, however long. Another performance check. Ten. Okay. The the crowd's not quite as raucous. Oh, and uh, the harp the 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 harpographer rolled a four, so the the crowd is not as hype as they were before. 
You go to you go to get your ale and the. Uh, We're getting a little sloppy. Yeah, you're getting a little sloppy. You go to get your ale and the the the, the barkeep kind of looks at you. And I totally should have been having you roll those at disadvantage because of the ability checks piece, but uh, that's okay though. We're we're past it at this point. Um, the 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 barkeep kind of looks at you, and, and it, you can see she's ready to pour both of you a drink, but she's she's looking for coin on this one. He gives her like the most betrayed look. She gestures to the crowd that's no longer buying beer. <laughs> three copper down. He looks over at the harpographer and he says, Give me a moment. See if you can entertain them for a little while. And he hustles out to the cart, puts up his loot, and grabs his drums. <laughs> okay. It comes back in and runs to the stage. Bongo <laughs> time. Okay, okay. Um, constitution saving throw. And did you get a drink for the har the harpographer as well? It doesn't matter. One, yeah, one, one, one you, gentlemen. Well, I'll say either way, she's gonna she would get up and go get one once you started playing. So, what was your con save? Fifteen. St you're still maintaining. Um, after she downs hers, though, you start to notice a bit of a wobble from her. Uh, but if you're gonna start doing your drums, I need a disadvantage drum check, please. Drum check at disadvantage. I rolled a 17 and a 10, so plus uh, 5 for performance. Uh, 15. You see people jeering at the harpographer, but they seem to be like jamming out to what you're doing. And you look over at the bar and she pours you another drink. So we'll say that you do that into the evening. At some point, though, the harpographer is tapped. You you see her like struggling with her harp um, at this point, point. Uh, and it is late. You're probably getting close to one in the morning of playing. Yeah, her All fingers right. like aren't touching the strings anymore. They're just sort of like hovering above them. <laughs> Wait, is it still playing? No, no. Ooh. All right, he brings it to a close. Okay, gotcha. All right, so... And, uh... He'll real quickly just... Once they're done, while, like, everyone's cheering or whatever, hopefully, uh, whoever's still awake, he'll just ask her her name. The harpographer. Right, so she kind of looks up at you drunkenly. My name's Maida. I made it. It's been a pleasure playing with you tonight. You shouldn't try to outdrink a dwarf. Lesson well learned. <laughs> and with that, he takes a final bow. As you bow, she just hurls on the floor right in front of you. Ah, <laughs> uh, home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and that's okay, great. So you... You leave her there throwing up, and you see some people come over to help her, and you just walk upstairs. Uh, I'm gonna assume no, at this point. To the, oh yeah, to the, the to the stables. At this point, night passes. Everybody's gonna rest. You're gonna have your full. Your exhaustion doesn't go away. I think you gotta make a con save for it to to go away. We'll we'll cover that in a second. 
Um, I may be wrong, though. It's been a long time since I've done exhaustion. I thought there was something about it going away. Um, um, sorry, just my mind went blank. But morning comes, you wake up in the stables, everybody wakes up in their rooms. Uh, Veil. Unless you really feel against this, you don't wake up at sunrise. You are just... <laughs> you are out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm sleeping as long as I... as they'll let me. I'm out. So, those of you that are in the common room, start... you know, As you wake up, you notice that, A, it's sunlight is out. It's sometime in the morning, pre-9 o'clock. Um, Vale is not with you. Eberk is not with you. What are you all doing? Salvador will be getting some breakfast. Going down for breakfast. All of you follow suit. I saw head nods, so you all get downstairs, start doing your breakfast routine. Eberk, what are you up to? He's asleep. Still sleeping off the ale. Vale still sleeping. You've all got breakfast in front of you. Mm -hmm. What's the plan for today in Belgard? I need to uh, find out where uh, Dimble's located. I don't know if we would have taken it out of it before, so I'll uh, accost some civilian. Well, the bar might know. Or the barkeep. I'll go up to the barkeep. I'll say, uh, do you know where at this hour we'd find a scion of Avandra's power? Well, we, there is a temple to Avandra in Old Town. It's not far from here, actually. Uh, he'll nod his head. That's the answer he was looking for. <laughs> yeah, when you get through the gates, uh, go west. Um, it'll be off to the side. You'll see it. It's steepled. It's hard to miss. Uh, at some point in the night, if she didn't have any potions of brew, she would have written up the events um, at the that well um, and sent off a letter okay. to the Kethrag just to report basically what happened and that there was a portal and it seemed to be linked to a demi-plane of some sort. Got it. Alright. But yeah, it first priority is to get Sandra to that temple, so after it seems okay. that I don't know if we should rouse our newest companions. Well, Ebrick, you will find him sleeping on the cart um, next to Sandro. Uh, <laughs> pile of straw on top of Sandro, so he's sleeping on the pile of straw. He's cuddling it like a teddy bear. It's a, it's a real pleasant sight. Um, vale, however, is still in uh, her, uh, his room. But uh, you all get out to the cart and find Ebrick there sleeping on the hay near where Sandro is covered. Um... Salvador will uncover the hay to make sure that just Sandro's body is still present. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is Tareth also downstairs? I would assume so, yes. They were, you, you, everybody was in that common room together. Yeah, I am. I had my breakfast and walked to the haystack pile with you all. 
So you get there, uh, the, all, the, all of you get there, you see you, uh, Salvador, you check to make sure Sandro's body is still there. And you have to, you have to kind of move and shift a dwarving, uh, a dwarving, a snoring dwarf. Um, I kind yes. of attempt to wake him up as I, I move. Well, no, I when you do, unpleasantly. Sh- <laughs> the arm grabs the dagger. It's like, oh, you want goblins? Oh, I just kind of like hand, you. like swipe it away, like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> he realizes where he is, and he gets off. <laughs> Salvador is not really helping him. He's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to hell. You've been found in the bottom of the same well. <laughs> mean. Uh, yeah, I guess if everyone's uh, accounted for except for Vale, I'll ask which room he is residing in. And knock on the door. The barkeep will point you to where you need to be, and you give it a knock. Veil, do yes. you think you'd hear this knock, or do you think you are still Three out? sturdy knocks. You're muted. Oh, just... He, uh, he, no, no. he did not wake up, but uh, he also didn't lock the door. He just went in and... <laughs> You actually didn't even close the door. You just plopped down. One of the... One of the... One of the... The... the, the, the the, the folks that upkeep the bar came by and closed it and made sure you were okay in the night. I don't think Hephaestia would enter without permission. Without so, permission. yeah, I think she'll knock three times again, but just harder. Make a uh, performance check for me on that. Or a strength check. Make a make an athletic. I was gonna say it's like I have a negative two modifier, man. Right, make an <laughs> athletics check for me. Okay. Uh, athletics. Sixteen. Sixteen. What's your passive perception, Vale? Uh, thirteen. Okay. Yeah, I would say with, 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 with your level of a passive perception and how hard she's banging on the door, you would you would probably hear it. Alright, I uh Huh Huh It is morning. Time to rise. Who are you? Come in. Is your uh, newest ally, Hephaestia? Right, right, okay, yeah, um, yeah, be up in a second, yeah. Uh, we are gonna make our way towards the Temple of Avandra. It is an old town to the west. It is steepled. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be down in, in just a minute. Let me just get presentable. And uh, Vale gets up and prestidigitations himself clean and fixes his Spray hair. Spray body spray. And whatnot. Yeah, he's, he's got perfume. He sprays it. Um, 
he looks real nice. His clothes are all very fine, very nice, and uh, he grabs his staff and goes downstairs. <clears throat> all right. So you all are. I would have gone back outside. Okay. To join the group. Sounds good. So eventually, all of you find yourselves together. You got a body on a cart. You got a mission to find Avandra's temple. You know it's an old town. Let's get going. What are you gonna sell that dagger to pay for this? Let's see what it costs and what we need. And then from there, we'll make do. Alright. Yeah, the smith that um, Hecate and Hephaestia had visited that was on the horizon what was it called no it was the just, the market. Market. just the market in old town oh oh yeah okay so it wasn't old town okay yeah. all right yeah salvador was there too he was selling stuff Nine so all right so you make your way in through um through through the hallows, you get to the you get to the outer wall of Belgard proper, uh, where you know you would pass through and be inside of Old Town. Uh, the guards there don't give you much trouble; they they wave at you and and uh, welcome you to the city. Getting inside, the city is lively. People are up and conducting commerce, and and you see, you know, the occasional kid playing, and it, it's. It's just a normal good day. Um, not a, not a cloud in the sky again. Uh, the road uh, the road through here is is muddy. It, it, it's muddier than it was when you came through. So you think maybe that storm had passed through after after you saw it. Uh, things are going well as you make your way in. Um, you uh, you hear a familiar voice behind you, uh, shouting your way at Salvador. Um, you, um, hi there, snake boy, you're back already from Shakir. Where's my dinosaurs? God. We're still working on it. We'll have them in no time. He, he kind of just keeps oh, going on. What's that smell? You lost one out there, didn't you? I told you those dinosaurs are tear limb from limb. We will have your dinosaurs in good time, I assure you. We you must... shouldn't have come back. That's good bait you got. Oh, my God. We're aware. Oh. He doesn't care to stop and have chit-chat. Yeah. <laughs> well, fine, then. Bye. <laughs> wasn't there a check we could make to see if something was going on with that character oh y'all just kept walking uh, uh, Salvador isn't for chit chat with this guy at the moment <laughs> he just wants to keep he wants to keep going and get Sandra up yeah he only like addressed Salvador so yeah. <laughs> it's like pretend that you didn't hear him like everybody else it's just like nope not not right now. <laughs> I feel like that's a really messed up thing to do for somebody who is so lonely that some sort of eldritch deity has taken a mental hold of them. It probably didn't help the that. situation. Enough, but... 
the player knows. We don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe it. But yes, we, we don't. We don't know that. All you saw was a wax statue. <laughs> yeah, okay. so we follow the barkeep's instructions and try to find this. You head in west and eventually you see the steepled building and you see the uh, the the symbol of Avandra outside, which I have forgotten what it is. Uh, Sandro, you 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 worshipped Avandra. What's that symbol? Let him look it up. Are you googling it? Yeah, <laughs> I am. That would be three wispy lines. Is that true? Is that true? Uh, symbol of Avandra, uh, you, you see a, a golden placard with a, a, a woman's face on it. Um, the profile of it. But, uh, the, but you have arrived at the, the Temple of Avandra. Are we going in? It's up to uh, you. What are y'all doing? Yes. Uh, uh, Hefesti, I can't hear you. Are the doors open? Uh, yeah, the doors are actually wide open. Okay. Uh, and you, you can see a few people coming in and out. Are, are we taking the corpse in with us, or are we going to bring them out here to the corpse? Let's Probably ask if we... first, then yeah. we'll... Yeah, talk first. Yep. Yeah, she'll walk in. It seems like with the doors open, it is an open invitation. So. Veil followers are. As, as you get in, you, you see, um, you see people walking around with these, like, white robes on, and they have their vestments to Avandra uh, around their neck, and you see folks praying, and you see some people over at a at a ceremonial altar that look like they are, um, you know, you hear folks asking for good luck and good fortune, and you hear a few people talking about uh, looking for a, a change of, uh, of, of, of their life, people looking for, you know, growth and betterment. Um, but yeah, one of the, one of the priests that's in the area kind of looks over at you and, uh, welcome to our house of Evandra. Are you worshippers yourself, or seeking new affiliation? We ourselves are not followers. However, we have a comrade who has fallen, who is, mm -hmm. we believe. Shame. We were and you curious to see if there was a means of which to revive him. Mm. If there is such a miracle. Well, We've heard that you can, um... Bring back Avandra's Lost with a uh, with a steep cost. Change of though change is expected. You know, changing one's fortune when they choose to travel, changing luck, as it were, is not something we do lightly. Light, uh, lightly. But for a follower, a spell of this nature can be performed by our leadership. Um, is the individual 
with you now. He's outside. Mm. I didn't want to uh, fill the church with the smell of his decaying corpse. Hmm. Give me one moment. Let me... Let me see if our archbishop is available and see if we can make this, see what would be required to, to cast this particular spell. And so you see the, 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 the person before you kind of gives you a little bit of a bow and, and, and kind of turns his back to you and walks away. Uh, you see, he, he kind of goes through a door at the back of the room, um, he doesn't come back out immediately. Some time is going to pass. Anything in particular you'll do in this time? Bestia looks very uncomfortable. Like, she doesn't know what to do with her hands. <laughs> she, like, leans on a pew and then, like, thinks better of it. And I was like, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't touch anything in here. And then just, like, pacing with, like, her hands behind her back. Gotcha. Okay. Anybody else doing anything? I um, say my own, like, internal prayer. Like, I I guess I kind of, like, bow my head and say my own internal prayer inside here. Like, in a very respectful way. Like, obviously, this is not my God, but I want to, I guess, send good fortune and good blessings into the air as much good as vibes. I can. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. For what could possibly happen. You find a you find a pew in this in this this room to kind of sit down on and be by yourself to to do that. Farine, mm -hmm. what were you about to say? I um, I, I sort of want to listen in. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So is it is he uh, particularly audible? Like if I was to get close to the door he went through. Is who audible? Oh, like, do I hear mean, voices like... on the other side of the door? Oh, gotcha. So yeah, you make your way over there. What's your passive perception? Twenty-two. Oh, well, you you hear like footsteps and stuff on the other side, um, but and it actually sounds like someone coming closer. Uh, what you do here, but you don't hear any talking. Uh, a few moments later, you see the knob on the door turn and it kind of pops open, and it's just a person you don't recognize comes out, and so. There's a hallway at the back of this. It has a few, you know, off, you know, like rooms off to the side. Um, okay. But no, unfortunately, you're not you're not able to hear uh, anything from your current position. Did you want to go through the door? Well, it it, de it depended. There is a a little a little bit jump there. If I heard footsteps, but no one was around, I would wild shape. But if there are eyes on me, then uh, I I wouldn't like open up the door and go through the hallway or anything. Ah. Uh, um. It's hard to say, like, in the moments of the door, like, opening, you know, you're focusing in on it. Um, I'd probably have you make a perception check to see if you notice if anybody's looking at you. Um, but that's, that's, that's that, I would say in that moment of listening and hearing the, the footsteps coming closer, you would have a moment to, to do a wild shape. Um, but it's hard to say if you'd be noticed or not. Even if someone's not necessarily looking, it's, I can't imagine wild shaping is the most stealthy process depending on what you turn into. I mean, are you going full bear or are you going moth? <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I, I was thinking something, 
uh, a little bit more discreet. Uh, hopefully, nobody would try to like step on me or something. Um, flying uh, is something that's out of my wheelhouse so far because uh, I'm not a high level enough druid to to wild shape into any flying um, creatures. So it probably had to be something small that I don't think they would kill if it can squeeze under a door. Maybe like uh, like a small like frog or a uh, or uh yeah something like that okay um i'd say any creature like that you could turn into what what would you turn into mm, frog sounds good okay so yeah you you turn into a frog um that i i would say that um there's probably a few people that thought they saw a fear bog and kind of do a double take as you disappear uh, make a stealth check for me Oh, are you trying to be stealthy? Let me, I guess let me pose that question first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get seen. And someone's just going to be like, oh, poor little guy, let you outside and then toss <laughs> me out of the place. Right. Okay. So yeah, give me a stealth check. All right. Um, I'll look up the stats in a second. Uh, just to make sure the roll isn't abysmal. Not abysmal. It's a 15 plus. I don't know what the dexterity of a small frog is. I don't know either, but we'll say that people in this room are focused on their own personal problems and things that they need the church for. So I would say 15 is probably high enough. You didn't you know, terribly butcher that role. Uh, but that door does pop open. Are you going to hop down that hallway when it comes open? There's a plus one on a frog, so 16. Yeah. Okay. So you get into the hallway and you kind of make your way down. So there's there's uh, three doors in this, this hallway on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, there's one large, um, like double doors that are already open uh, into a into a space. From unless you get up to it, you're not going to be able to like see around it. But but you could if you wanted to. Our arch Archbishop sounds like a, an important person. He might be behind bigger doors or something. Well, if you go down, so as you go down the hallway, you pass the first door on the left, and or you get to a point where there's a closed single door on the left, and then to your right are these open double doors. Um, this room that you look into is about, it, it's the same approximate width as the rest of the church. And the church is very large. This is another open communal space. It actually has a bunch of tables and stuff set up and, and, uh, it looks like a place where people might eat. It looks like a cafeteria. Okay. While, while going through any of these doors, do I, uh, make note of a similar voice? The only, uh, clergy that I've that I've heard so far. Uh, the last door, if you go down by it, you you would hear some voices on the other side of it. Um, All right, I'll make close, myself real cozy. And to start listening in. So you hear, yeah. you do hear the person that was talking to y'all at first, uh, speaking to another individual, uh, a, a male. Uh, you hear two male voices. and um, There is a group outside. I think one of their friends fell in their travels. Um, they say he's a worshipper of Avandra, um, but I don't recognize any of them. They're asking for a miracle to be performed. They're, I think they're wanting a resurrection service. Um, and the, the voice, you know, kind of, you hear him come back. Uh, I... Mm. Diamonds are not common, and we'd need a diamond to perform this task. Um, our 
You, you hear him, like, going through, like, the flipping of pages. Um, we have smaller diamonds in supply. All the other ones have been sent to the front lines, to the military encampments. Um, they'd have to provide... They'd have to see if they could provide the gym itself. The money to replace it wouldn't be enough. But if they can provide the gym, I don't see a reason why I can't do it. Alright, uh, that's, uh, that's cool, I guess. I guess, uh, before, uh, they get done deliberating or saying what they're gonna have for lunch that day, before they, uh, come back to tell us, I'll start hopping away, sprinting back as quick as I can. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. So while he's been eavesdropping, uh, Vale has just been just walking around the entire main area and just looking at everything. Mm -hmm. And just seeing, like, is is this, like, a place made out of stone, wood? Are there, like, you know, paintings or pictures on the wall depicting things? Uh, stone, and um, stone makes up the foundation and of quite a few of the pillars, but a vast majority of it is actually the same hardwood construction that you've seen in a lot of the other buildings. Um, very thick timber, um, very... Uh, like a dark wood, thick timber, a lot of, you know, for, you know, the main lobby of this church probably spans 60 to 80 feet. And some of the sections of wall between the pillars on the out, on the exterior are single cuts of log that are, you know, roughly 40, 50 feet long. Like they're, they're very large uh, pieces of material that have gone into the construction of this. Uh, of course, there's stained glass windows, and and there's also these large tapestries that, that are hanging from the ceiling, telling the different parables and stories of of uh, of Avandra. You see uh, people, um, you see, like, uh, scales of, like, luck, basically. You see, um, you see intricate um, uh, tapestries showing like choosing different paths and symbols of like death on one direction and life on another. And you see similar symbols of like wealth going one direction or poverty going another direction. You see things like that uh, just based on these like winding paths and all of these tapestries. Um, Forain, you hop back to the door, the door shut in front of you. You're muted. Can I try to squeeze under it? Damn it. Uh, make a dexterity check. It's not a very big gap, but you can certainly try. I... Alright. 18. 18. So you, you scrump your body down real flat and start using your 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 grippers on your on your your feet to kind of pull yourself through. You're able to to squeeze through, okay. Real fast, Farine, uh, as you squeeze yeah. through. Uh, Vale, did I skip something else you had for that? Yeah, I was gonna um, try to be very stealthy and on one of the uh, um, the tapestries, just try to see if I could like. Uh, 
you know, scratch at one of the threads to where it's just kind of like unravels a little bit at one corner. Okay. Just pick um, at it a little bit, you know, kind of subtly. Make for me a... We're going to do a couple of checks here. Uh, the first one's a relatively harmless check. I'm just curious how many eyes might be on you. Uh, do Make for me a stealth check. Five. Okay, so you're not completely... People have noticed that there is a stranger kind of walking about, but most of them just see you kind of looking up at the tapestries, maybe even kind of checking behind them to see if there's more of this beautiful artwork. Uh, you haven't done anything suspicious yet. Um, not really. Make a sleight of hand check for me. As you go to make this rip. This, this popping of a seam. Ten. So, you're able, you, you, on this one tapestry that you're at, you find this, this, this golden, this, this set of, this, this set of thread that is just kind of this golden color that makes this nice border, and you, you kind of quickly uh, give it a little tear and tug, and it rips, and it, it's just kind of got this little rip in the corner that looks like if it was tugged any harder, kind of like canvas, once it's damaged, you could rip it the whole way across, it's, it's kind of damaged in that way. You give it a little perforation at the edge. That's all. Okay. Um, Ferrain, you're back on the other side of the door. The rest of your party is before you. Vale is somewhere, but you don't immediately see him. Um, um, cool. Is there... Uh, I guess I'll look around uh, for a little bit, or I'll try to like climb up the wall like halfway. You know what I mean? Sure. Or just... Or if, if I can't see people, I want to make sure there aren't people looking, and then I'm just going to unwild shape. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you're trying to be stealthy? On the wall? Well, I mean, so far they haven't seen me go under the door, so it's just fun either way for me, right? Like, so, like, if they see a frog on the wall or something, turn, you know, turn into uh, Frayn, that's, that's, that's okay. I don't want everyone to see it, but it would be fun to do, just okay. like, uh, like, for those people who looked forward and they didn't see, like, they thought, like, oh, there's a fear bug there. Then they, like, you know, they do something and they look back, you know. Maybe they looked at the door recently and there wasn't one there. Now he's there again. You know what I mean? He's just, like, popping in and out. Make for me a stealth check. Once again, kind of harmless. I just want to get an idea in my head as to how many people might be looking in your direction. Uh, 13 plus 1, 14. Okay. Not a lot of folks looking in your direction. Uh, but go ahead. You can wild shape back if you want to. Yeah. Okay, so you, you, you do see one person kind of look over and go, frog, is that a frog? And then, like, right as I do that, you just pop back out into Forain, and you're this this large fear bulb, and the guy's like... Uh. I look him dead in the face, I go... <laughs> <laughs> uh, All about change here. Yeah, praise be. 
<laughs> and you see him go over to one of the priests. <laughs> uh, all right, so you have popped back into being Ferrain. Uh, this is a little meta, Justin, but or or just meta, not just a little meta. But based on the information that characters don't know, the players know. Um, there are two spells that could bring Sandro back. One of them will bring him at back as he was. The other one. You gonna do this to me again, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> okay. Uh, now it's like, well, how, how are we gonna find a diamond worth a thousand gold pieces? That is a good point. I would let Hevesti know. Uh, Hold on. So let's let's address the meta part of that question first. Make an Arcana check for me. And then you're a ranger, right? Yeah, okay. Do you have proficiency in Arcana? No. Okay. Uh, but so it's just a straight roll because I also don't have the intelligence for it. Okay. Um, so 15. You have you are familiar with churches performing miracles, but you're not familiar with the methodology that they go about performing the miracles, up to and including the specifics of the spells. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, but brain. So, so I would say, um, Ferrain, after you come back, was there anything else you wanted to do? Because once we hit about the 15-20 minute mark, that priest is going to come back. Yeah, no, I I feel like that that's just you know the um, imperative of the of my village, the Fearbolg people, is to harmless pranks are encouraged. So uh, after that, I'll go uh, tell um, tell uh, the party that you know we're going to have to find a really expensive gym. So. Ferrain comes back over to you and tells you that information, and shortly thereafter, the priest that you had talked to before comes back out of the room, makes his way over to you. Um, I spoke with our archbishop. We're happy to perform the service for a member of our church, but there is a matter of the material components necessary for the spell uh, that would return him to his proper state of being. Um... The, we are lacking a diamond. Uh, it's roughly a thousand gold pieces would be the worth. Um, but unfortunately, in the past, we've allowed people to leave the gold and that would compensate. But with the conflict at the north, we just don't have access to the gems as easily. Um, there are some gym merchants in town you could check with. Um, there are also mines north uh, near the gates of Belgard that you could perhaps procure one in. Um, they specialize in metals and gems, but uh, maybe cheaper to go straight to the source. Finding one of these diamonds here in town is probably going to be more expensive. It'll be cut and probably fitted into a piece of jewelry, if you find it at all. 
Um, but if you can provide us with a gym, we'll happily perform the service. Is there a particular size, or is it simply about the worth of the diamond itself? Just the worth of the diamond itself, the quality of it. Generally a size thing, but occasionally one of particularly, you know, crystalline structure and clarity will be worth more and be smaller. So you can't always go on the size. I am always for finding the resources you need because, yes, it is quite cheaper and more rewarding, but, uh, can we leave the body here with you yeah, gonna... while we do this? Maybe you got a crypt or something. Is a DM question. Gentle repose, is that only a druid spell or do clerics have access to it as well? Oh, clerics have it. It's clerics like it. druids can access almost all spells, but it's usually more of like a cleric thing. I believe it's also like a ritual. They don't even need like yeah. spell slots if they don't want to, but they, uh, you know, they would have to take time out of their day. So, you know, that's. Um, we have a mortuary. Morg? Morg have a mortuary in the back. We could preserve the body in time. Um, uh, give me one more moment. And you see him just cross the room and talk to another priest, and he comes back. And uh, as long as you're back within a week, um, it shouldn't cost you anything for us to, to keep this body here and keep it from deteriorating further. Um, if you'd like, you can keep it in our care. As a dwarf, uh, I want Ebert to see if he knows whether more gems are typically mined in the Spine Mountains or in the Quiet Rise Mountains. Uh, sure. I don't think you actually need a roll for that, though, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, gems and metals are a Quiet Rise kind of a thing. So none in the spine? Not necessarily none, but uh, the, 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 the spine, you're not as familiar with the spine as a dwarf, but you know for sure that the, the Quiet Rise is, you know, the dwarves has made their wealth on their access to metal and gems. Them dwarveses. Them dwarveses. Well, unless we can find a gem mine in the mountains nearby, I know we could find them in the Quiet Rise, but it's a few weeks ride away. Yeah. I say best bet for the moment. We should simply check the market, even though it will be upmarked and uppriced. It will be fastest as well. Aye. Yeah. It will be faster. With that comes price. Ow. <laughs> are you okay? Like yeah, are you good? <laughs> All right. I think Salvador feels the, the pain of having to spend <laughs> the more. The financial pain. <laughs> okay. So you all make your way out of here and go look for a, a market. Is that what I'm hearing? 
Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Let's take another five-minute break as y'all exit here. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, and then when we get back, we'll see how the rest of this shopping expedition goes. Thank you for listening to Askazir on the Into the Dungeon Network. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to like and subscribe to our content. I do want to take a quick moment to say thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the audio clips that you hear throughout the episode and during our intro, our break, and our outro. Now let's get back to the action. You can take me, but I don't know. Okay. And then Ferrain will go with Salvador. Yeah, I like those. I like those guys. So, ladies and one group, guys and another. We'll see who is victorious. Bale is a guy, I think. Well, I mean the players, though. <laughs> Can't wait for us to both get diamonds and come back. <laughs> to be honest, most <laughs> most male elves could pass a female. I need I need Salvador to uh, around so that he can try to pawn off this dagger if we can't meet the funds, which we very well may not be able to. Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, who's holding um, Sandro's gold? Eberk has swiped it. Mm. Eberk? No, no one bothered to question what it. What the fuck? <clears throat> All right, so we're splitting up. So one group is going to the academy, right? Or to the uh, Zenholt Arcanum that's here? I guess that's where you get the material. Yeah, that would be where you'd, you, you would go to, to, to see if there's a, a, a store. And I believe, didn't, didn't you all requisition something from them once before? Denim did. Denim did, okay, cool. And they... So... Ooh, You're you cut out, out. I didn't hear you. They also have my, or somebody has my spit, so. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and the rest of you, so just uh, Vale and Hephaestia going to the Arcanum, and everybody else is going to the... We'll take uh, Tareth with us. And, and Tareth, okay, great. So let's start with Eberk, Ferrain, and Salvador. What methodology are you going about to find a jeweler? Well, they're not they're not like hidden right like like i could just like ask a merchant to ask sure. where the where a jeweler is nearby of course the we're, we're sticking to the nicer part of town ebert's gonna be like yeah we need to go where the people have money and we're going to look for i mean ebert can off the top of his head can think of many different like industries that would rely on gems you know like some fancy general wants his sword to be decorated, or some wizard wants a sweet crystal or gem or something for the, you know, for the staff. So just kind of following that logic, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so between you kind of knowing that and Ferrain uh, look, uh, asking somebody, is that is that what you'll do then? Make an investigation sure. check for me. Cool, I can do that. Do it at advantage. Uh, since you're sure. as a group. Sure, I'll do the rolling. 
before you roll, do you want me to roll instead? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like your investigation is probably higher than mine. I don't have anything to my, uh... I mean, it should be fine, right? It'll balance out. This is more about how long it takes to find it than whether or not you're actually going to find it. Someone in this town is going to know where gems are sold. With advantage, alright. Did you bring enough for the class, Patrick? Technically. He has the biggest nutsack. Legumes. That is one big nutsack. What was what was the role, Greg? You're silent, and y'all's room is really dark, so... Oh, I was pointing at it. It was a nat 20. Hey! You know what? You find it pretty quickly. You, you get out to the main area, and one of the... Uh, when you get back to the main thoroughfare from uh, being at the, the, the where the priests were, and you see a person dressed pretty lavishly. Uh, up to and including having some gems on them and like their own rings and stuff like that, and asking them, you know, like, where where do you get these things? Well, you know, they they tell you, oh, you absolutely have to check out Pandora's gems. They're over in Newtown. Aha! Great, wonderful. All right. <laughs> Thank you, kind sir. It looks like the new sensation. Thank you for the information. <laughs> okay. And so you all taking his Perfect. advice, and, and, and he tells you approximately, you know, where to find them. You make your way into Newtown. Uh, you get through the main thoroughfare. You head off towards the east a little bit, and eventually you see it. You see a, a shop with a, with a sign hanging out front that... Uh, it says Pandora's Gems, and as you approach it, Vale and Hephaestia. Uh, having been to the Arcanum before, having seen it, also the large spires that kind of mark it in the city, it's pretty easy for you to make your way over to it. Uh, just like before, there are uh, two guards standing out front of a set of gates uh, around a, the, uh, that are connected to these fences that go around these large... Uh, wizarding spires. Um, the the gates, you see them actually open automatically uh, for some people that are dressed in wizarding clothes kind of up ahead of you. Uh, and it just seems like they open up and they walk right on in. But as you all approach, those uh, doors stay shut. And the, the, the well-dressed wizard guards out front, or they look to you, uh, what business do you have with with the Zinholt Academy today? We're seeking a diamond for a spell component. Are you members of the Arcanum? No. no. We, uh, we wish to seek a blessing from Avandra? Avandra. Avandra's uh, clerics. But we need the components. So we came here. Well, I could let you into the administrative offices, but uh, this the district, or not the district, but this, the, the portion of our facility that houses our stores, warehouses, and, and uh, supplies uh, would be off limits to non-academy members. Or Zinholt members, rather. 
And the administration would be able to assist? Well, they usually help in the way of admissions and um, uh, perhaps paying for our services that we do offer as contractors, but they, uh, uh, you wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to help you any more than I would be with, with the stores. They could help you join. They, the, these contracts, uh, contractors, do they ever raise people from the dead? Zidholt uh, Arcanum generally frowns on some of those uses of the necromantic magics. Um, but more importantly, you really need more of a cleric for that. Uh, we, we do have some wizards that have specialized and, and, and have done things in the way of, of healing magics. But uh, they unfortunately do have their limitations. Do you know where your supplies come from? Depends on which supplies you need. Diamonds? Uh, you're looking to, yeah, I was going to say, looking to bring someone back to life, you'd be looking for, for gemstones. There's quite a few mines uh, that are protected by our militaries up in up on the uh, western ridges of the Quiet Rise. That's likely where they come from, but I couldn't tell you for sure. I am I'm a god. Would the administration have any more information about this? Very likely. And he, he takes his staff that he's holding and he just kind of boom, into the ground and the, the gates open up for you. Uh, and he tells you the main building right there will be the one you'll be able to access. And um, that's, that's all he says. Phil gives a nice little bow. Says, thank you, sir. Good day. So you make your way, and it's quite a long walk to the um, to the entrance of these spires, uh, roughly a hundred feet, and it's a it's a sprawling grounds with gardens and and benches and all sorts of stuff. Very idyllic, very park like inside these these fences. Um, but as you're crossing to the main entryway, Ebrick, Ferrain, and Salvador, you are out front of Pandora's Gems. Oh, uh, go in. Tareth was with you all at the place, too. I didn't mean to ignore you. I just forgot. But anyways, Eber, Forain, Salvador, you're out front of Pandora's Gems. Go in. Go in. You walk through, and there's a gentle chime of a bell as you open the door and enter. A, uh, uh, this, a, 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 a man looks at you and says, Oh, welcome to Pandora's Gems. What can I get for you today? What brings you in? Oh, are you Pandora? Well, no, Pandora's me, my daughter. We uh, we need to peruse your uh, collection uh, for a gym one might use for resurrection. You need one. Of, you need a gym. I I I have gyms for sale. Rings, what have you. I can't help with the resurrection. Aye, we just need the the diamond, uh, the priests at the temple. They oh, seem the to require a material component of which is a diamond. 
Diamond, diamond, diamond. Hmm. And you kind of so as you look around this room, you know, think about like what a jeweler, any jeweler store you've ever been to. You, know, you got these glass cases with, you know, kind of rows of rings and what have you in them, and most of them look kind of costumey, you know. But he takes mm -hmm. you over to one rack that you know. These are. This is our finer selection, and looking in here, you see some blue and um, you know, some lapis lazuli, and uh, what else would you see in here? You see a couple of rubies and tiger eye and turquoise, and he, he, there's a little pouch at the back. He kind of opens it up, and there's one fairly small. He kind of empties it out of his hand, a small diamond. I do have, I have one diamond for sale. Price on this one, and he pulls out a little magnifying monocle. Price on this one would be uh, I can part with this one for thirteen hundred. Ebert kind of steps right. forward and puts yeah. out his hands, like, "Would you mind if I take a look?" Gives you kind of a pensive gaze and. Gives him a big smile, big dwarven bearded smile. Sure, friend. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, stone cutting? Do we think that might apply? Sure. It's just a pretty gem, right? Pretty stone. You gonna make? They're a practical. Yeah, you can make a check uh, with proficiency, yeah? Double proficiency, so that's going to be a 10. Okay. Um, Damn! You, you know that it's definitely worth... You can, there, there is a clarity to it, uh, a preciousness to it, uh, that even with its small size, you know it's worth at least a thousand. You do know that much. Okay. Uh, then I just want to start haggling with this guy. Uh, I have plus four persuasion. Does anyone else have higher? Or... Mine is also plus four. Can we haggle as a group? I'd say uh, you and Salvador could certainly try and uh, work your magic on this. Why don't we start with this? Do this. Let's uh, make a... What am I going to set this at? What are you going to try and haggle them down to? What what price are you going to drop drop them to? Uh, I mean, we'll start at a thousand and go from there. Okay. We also don't have the money on hand at the moment. Well, <clears throat> I think a with a store like this, and b with the fact that uh, fifty coins is a pound. Uh, most people aren't going to be walking around with 200 pounds, 20 pounds of coins just because, you know, pickpockets exist. So I think a place like this, he probably easily operates under some kind of like bill of sale or like, yeah, put this behind the counter, we'll be back with the money or whatever. Mm -hmm. So down to a thousand, so go ahead and make a persuasion check for me. You can do it. Uh, either you can make either... Salvador and Ebert can make the roll one roll separately, or one of you can roll with advantage. 
Uh, let's do one separate. Okay. Or let's let's both let's both. I'm gonna tell you right now that the the DC on this is gonna be eighteen. Okay. Between the two of us, we meet the 18. That's very good. No, I can't come down to a thousand on this one. I could. Let's see, I said 13 before. When would you be able to pick it up? Yeah, within the hour. Oh, uh, that the... might be quick to say. Uh, uh, may perhaps before the end of the day. You get back to me before I close down my shop and go home for dinner, and I'll sell it to you for twelve hundred. That's my best offer. Very well. Eberk looks at Salvador and Ferrain, and then he's like, "I, you have a deal," and he sticks up. All right. You don't happen to uh, have any uh, favors you need to steer towards the uh, jungles of Jakir? Jungles of Jakir? Hmm. Are you headed out that way? We uh, we are by chance. Uh, I figured I'd ask out of happenstance. My daughter, the lady that runs this shop when I'm not here. Rather, I run it when she's not here. Her claim to fame is crafting rings out of solid obsidian. Obsidian is relatively hard to come by, except for the mines they have over in Jakia. If you could bring me back some obsidian for her, we could probably part on equal trade. Or, quite frankly, it'd be worth it if you brought it back to me. We'd pay. Duly noted. Then perhaps in the future a deal can be struck with obsidian then. But for today... Well, we will seek on getting good back. luck with that. We've been trying to open trades with those Kivaras guild folk for a while now, but they don't seem to want to trade outside of the bounds of their territory. Salvador will kind of show the his guild marker of the Kivaras. He's like, by chance, I am with Kivaras guild itself. I have been seeking to broaden the trade lanes, so this is a very, actually a very good opportunity for both of us, I believe. You think you could get shipment from those deep mining trading camp boys over here to me on a regular basis? I can't guarantee anything at the moment. I will, of course, have to speak with those members themselves to confirm, but we are traders after all, should you be interested. And I'm sure that work can be done. I'll need your contact information, of course. It can be arranged, I'm sure, in time. Oh, 
look at look at Salvador flashing his guild card to people. <laughs> and you need this diamond. Need to resurrect a friend. We were on our way to Jakir. We unfortunately met his end. I snapped my fingers a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so fortune. It seems as luck would have it. Your friend was struck down to put you before me now. Praise be to Evandra. Um. Oh, this is where I really want something valuable to hold for him to hold on to for collateral or something. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. Make a uh, Ferrain. Your passive per per perception is 22? Yes. Hmm. Make for me a perception check. It's a low DC. But we're gonna I'm prompting you for it because your your DC is just high enough. Alright. I got a plus seven to this <laughs> What is this? What do you mean what is this? You that? said a plus seven? Yeah. Uh you got a ten. <sighs> plus seven. Seventeen for the perception roll. Okay. Uh, looking around the room, what languages do you speak? Sylvan, Elvish, Giant, Dwarven, and Druidic. Okay. Looking around the room, this room looks really, really nice. On one of the posts near the wall, you notice some strange scratches marked into it. But you're not really sure what they are. Um, three lines with a horizontal, three vertical lines with a separated horizontal line over the top of it just scratched into one of the posts um yep exactly like what hefesti is doing does it resemble the it doesn't resemble like kobold markings or anything doing that we saw in this area no they look like they were carved with intention um but anyways am i familiar with has San, has sandro given any any indication that thieves can't was a no, not really. All right. Not at all. I'll point what's it out to Hephaestia so uh, she can see what it means. Look, looking at Salvador, what, what's your name? Salva Salvador Zelik. I'm one of many members of Kavara's Guild. Of course, I do not deal in gems directly. I am a trader of weaponry. However, I do know have family that I can... Interact with and see about Zelik. He pulls out a little notebook and starts kind of scratching in it as you talk. I'm going to sell you this diamond for 800 gold pieces. But when you get to Jakia, I want you to set up trade of that obsidian back to me. I'll do what I can for sure. If for any reason it will is unable to be done, I'll reimburse you for the remaining amount of the diamonds worth. If it should come to that. Yeah. Scratches 
some notes in his ledger and extends a hand to you. Salvador shakes and says, and who are you? Obviously, you just mentioned your daughter as Pandora. Your name? You can call me Vin. V-V-I-N or V-E-N? V-I-N. We're talking to the Ben Diesel? <laughs> Dessel? <laughs> <laughs> A pleasure, Vin. I will be sure to get in contact with you regarding this as soon as possible. As I said, we are making our way to Jagir for sulfur. I will see about getting you that obsidian trade. Frain is a business. very impressed seeing business at work here. Okay. Vale and Hephaestia. You uh, get to the, the spire that you were directed to. Open the door, head inside, I assume. Um, and Tareth there with you. Uh, when you get inside, this is uh, it's very ornate, very almost kind of gothic in decoration. A little, just, it's ornate, a little gothic, um, but lavish. It's comfortable. Like these are, these are, they, they have wealth, they have power. They, they, this is, this is a location befitting that stature. And uh, a, a, a female elf behind the, behind the closest counter greets you. Welcome to the Arcanum. What can I, what, what, what brings you here? Hello, I miss. you don't have the appropriate vestments. Are you, um, and Gob, are you new? My vestments are very appropriate. We, we are new. We seek a diamond to resurrect a friend. We were wondering if you sold those here we do we do most of that supply is reserved for the military but unfortunately they're not sold to people outside of the academy now if you'd like to join the academy we that would give you access to many benefits uh free lodging and and uh, access to our schools and classes when uh, whenever you'd like and access to any of our magical stores. Um, you do pay dues yearly, but you do get a discount on um, supplies. Most people find that it pays for itself in a reasonable amount of time. I'm not sure we're any of us are planning to stick around long enough to for that to be a reasonable solution uh, for us. Are either of you spellcasters? You weave magics. Why do you ask? That's really the only requirement for admission. And then as far as sticking around, we have locations in nearly every major city across the Thandel Empire. And quite frankly, uh, ambassadorships in both Ungothro Collective and the Evergarden. So, as long as you're not traveling across the seas, 
should be good. What sort of magics do you teach here? Well, the college division of what we do, the Zinholt Academy, teaches children of all ages uh, and adults. Uh, anybody that's showing a gift in magic, whether it be through study or through lineage or but any of the scuification and divination and um, transmutation is very popular. Um, there's also just history, history of the arcana, knowing when there's magical artifact studies and all sorts of things. Uh, Hephaestia, uh, she'll say that. Um, Um, mm -hmm. oh god, how would she phrase this? Uh, I lack the most basic of necessities for great magical skill, so I do not think that I would gain much by, or you would gain much by me joining the Arcanum. That is a shame. There's no greater blessing than that of being able to cast spells from one's own mind. She does a really deep sigh, trying to get the tension off of her shoulders. Hmm. It is just mainly the item that we seek. If it is something that we are not able to acquire here, I believe my business is done. Unless... I'm afraid we cannot offer access to our stores without membership. Are you sure? Quite. Please? Roll persuasion. <laughs> He's a cute elf boy. Advantage. That's a nat 20, so 25. <laughs> I, no joke, thought to myself, well, this person, like, I almost made the comment that Patrick got on to me once for saying that you shouldn't set DCs for things that, that, that just are impossible. Like, the, the player's handbook just says to skip it. And, and so I was like, I don't think this is impossible, so let's just, like, throw a 25 on it. And son of a gun. <laughs> um, You're not, you need to spice up that argument some more, right? What is it? You, you said you were trying to acquire a diamond. Yes, to uh, resurrect a dear friend. I'd let you in at great risk to myself. He did say please. These, he looks around. I can get you a diamond worth a thousand gold pieces, but my service will come at a cost. I'll do an extra tip, say 200 gold pieces. And we will ignore this lapse in 
process. Uh, I say that sounds fair. If there is a place we were to make this exchange, where might it be? Come back by later tonight. I'll say after we close at 8, come back by around 7. I'll have it for you. Just bring the money. Thank you very much. I take her hand and give it a kiss. <laughs> um, what's your no? Actually, I'm not going to roll for this. What's your charisma? I know, or make a charisma check. This is rather. seventeen, right? Make, make a charisma yeah. check, rather. Just straight charisma. Yep, I'm countering it on my side. Nine. Nine. Um, rolled a 15 on intelligence. And uh, as you go in for the kiss, just kind of pulls her hand back. And it's just, let's not cross any bounds. Let's, I don't know you that well. Just let's um, be back here this evening and we'll make some coin together. All right. Very well. Take our leave. Okay. So, both groups leave their respective places, I assume. Um, Forain, Salvador, Ebrick, was there anything else you wanted to do with the jeweler? Um, I believe our next course of action will be to sell the dagger, and with that amount we should hopefully be able to have enough to get the diamond. Okay. From there. So yeah, we're looking for a weapon shop, I guess. Salvador knows where to go. Because <laughs> he's been at this place like twice now. So it's pretty easy for you to make your way <laughs> back over uh, to the market, to the weapon shop. Um, let me get my notes on Belgard real quickly. I believe that was... I don't have my notes on that. I have the on-base one, but I don't have the, the main one. Anyway, neither here nor there. You find your way to the market, and uh, there is a, 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 a human male pounding away on weapons, just like before, um, as you walk in. Salvador, welcome back, he sets his hammer to the side. What brings you in and your... Your friends, welcome all of you. What brings you back? What do you have for me this time? Ah, uh, business as usual. And I will motion to Foran, uh, present the dagger. I've come to uh, barter this uh, knife, uh, gold, for one of uh, my new friend's life. He reaches out to, to take it from you? Sure. He gives it a there's a little inspection. You see him kind of take the edge and nick his finger and 
Yes, sir. This, this knife is not for cutting steak, is it? No, it seems quite vicious and lethal, I would say. Good for a soldier on the front, perhaps, should they come in to acquire one. Mm. Well, Salvador, I know you. I could probably, I'll level with you. I could probably sell this for about a thousand um, normally, but currently anything like this gets requisitioned by the military. They'll probably undercut me on it a little bit down to about 900. That's just their mandate. I can give you about 800 for it, but that's leaving me very little room. That's all I got for you, my friend. We've done business with you before. I won't haggle you. I'll... 800 would be fine by me, and I'll look to foreign to see if that's good with him, as it is his dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm um, Foreign is already viewing this as a bargain anyways, so uh, he'll, uh, he'll, like, pick it up and, like, start trying to, like, you know, clean any, like, you know, anything off of it prior. I don't, this guy could probably do a better job than me. Just, you know, make sure that I'm not giving it to him, like, soaked in mud or something. Gotcha. Yeah. If there's no haggling to be done, the trade is made. You can add 800 gold pieces to your to your purse. Um, and then Salvador is going to present the biggin that he had bought. <laughs> and he says, I will admit, I am not fully proficient in this type of weaponry. I was hoping to learn more, but it's a bit outside my league. Salvador, no. I know. <laughs> Didn't you buy it from this guy? Yeah. Oh. Remember how much you paid for it? Um, I think I paid 500 gold. 505 well, gold. Did you also like trade stuff in for it? Yeah, I traded some stuff for it. It's it's a two-handed weapon that Salvador can't really uh use to its full effect. Gotcha. Um that's a shame, Salvador. It's, it would have it would have carved nicely in your hands. Um, I suppose it takes so long to get proficient with stuff. Like I have so much drain. I don't know. Well, I guess how, how much? Long, well, how long does it take question. to get proficient in something through training? Patrick, I was gonna say actually. Do you remember? Ten weeks minus your intelligence score if you have. A trainer. Yeah, so we would. I say we've got the downtime stuff planned ahead. Would mm -hmm. that be enough time for him to be able to and knock off a big chunk of it? Okay, well. And you've already spent a week or two, right? Yeah. Practicing. Okay, training. never mind. I'll, I'll hold on to it. If you're sure, I mean, I'll gladly take it back. Uh, at this point, Eberk will pull out a very ornate dagger, because Sandro has ornate dagger written down on his character sheet, and he'd be like, how much would you get for this? An ornate dagger. Dagger. Yeah, I don't remember where we got it. It might have been from, uh, Reds. Oh, yeah, I think you did get it from Reds. Alright, let me see here. Let me pull up our, our little price sheet here. <clears throat> But what was it? Eight hundred gold though for the Yeah, eight hundred gold for the Yeah. Okay. The, Got the, it. The, the bone. Do you have a nice secure place to put it? Oh yeah. Uh, 
I'll dwarf for... It's got lockbox. For a, a dagger of this make, I could probably give you five gold for it. Oh, come on! Haven't you heard a man's life's on the line? Surely you can do more than that. Persuasion. It was cocked, but I think I could let, rest the d4 on it. It was 17. Plus... That's not my character sheet, that's Sandra. So... Looking at that too early. <laughs> Got excited. <laughs> 21. I, I'll trust you on it being cocked and enough to be okay. Uh, 21. I can come up to six gold pieces on it, but I can't imagine doing much more than that. Yeah, it's not worth it. And he snatches it back and puts it back in his cupboard. <laughs> Salvador, anything else I can do for you today? Um, let's see. I believe that's everything. I don't think I have any more business, I'm afraid, for the moment, but I'm sure if that's in time, I'll come back with more. Have a good day. Sounds good. All right, so where is everybody headed? Where are the two groups headed to? No I guess we'd meet players? back up back at the temple, probably. Yeah. I, I feel okay, like yeah. we still need to swap by to exchange the money for the diamond and then take the diamond to the temple. That's true. Well, uh, that is true, but Eberk will say, perhaps the others have had better luck. Let's try to check in. We have many hours before we need to pick up the... Yeah, let's meet up at the temple. Okay. And, uh, okay. Vale, Hephaestia, Tarith, where are y'all headed to? Yeah, we would be headed to the back to the temple, just to... Okay. So, about an hour passes, y'all arrive back at that spot. You... Um, I would say Vale and Hephaestia, your group gets back first. Uh, shortly thereafter, Forin, and it's hard to miss the Salvador and Forain walking up, and you see a dwarf kind of coming up, coming up the rear behind them. All right, what are y'all doing? 1,200. What'd you all get? 800, plus a trade deal. Nice. Yep. So, the gem uh, dealer, he also wishes to do some trade with Jakir itself, so works out quite handily. What about on your end? Uh, Arcanum might be willing to part with one gold piece for a added bonus to that person. Ah, under the table. Mm. Yeah, I, be I believe that is the term. <laughs> Let's stick with the 800, it sounds more legal. Salvador has, um, has uh, found himself a better station using his guild's reputation. I have no qualm with that. 
Well, you all go take care of that. I'm gonna go let the uh, let that elf know that we won't be needing her services. Sounds good. What time is it right now, by the way? In real life? In uh, <laughs> in game. Uh, let's see. Yeah. I'd say probably two, three o'clock ish, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, I'll actually, I'll start heading over there, but I'll wait a little bit. Okay. Actually, no, I will head over there, and I'll talk. Um, I'll go up and talk to those guards again. Okay, so you're gonna make your way back there. Uh, we'll follow um, Salvador, Ebrick, and Ferrain first, or the the other the others first. So you all make your way back. Into Newtown. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone with Vale. I don't particularly have any reason to return. Okay. Um. So you all make your way back to Old Town, or back to Newtown, and and actually the Zenhold Academy is in Newtown as well. So y'all probably would all walk together until you split ways. And um, those of you going to Pandora's Gyms, make your way back there, and. Uh... <clears throat> You walk but through the door and a little chime. Kind of, I will walk in and jingle the bag of coin. Ah, you have returned uh, already. You are, yes. You are resourceful after all, and you just might get me that obsidian. We'll see. When a deal is to be made, it's good to follow up with it. This is a uh, more than a deal. It's an investment. I'm taking a loss on this diamond. I really do hope you come through with this obsidian. As do I, as I said, should, for any reason, I not be able to make the deal happen. I'll reimburse you for the original worth that we had agreed upon. Yeah. But, um, hopefully, ideally, we can make a trade deal work, and it is my purpose to spread the influence of my guild and our trade network, so... This is an expansion opportunity for me, and a material opportunity for you. To make sure that this deal goes uh, through, that you're sold, we'll, we'll come back with all the obsidian we could hold. Well, I very much look forward to that. Um, with that, he pulls out that same black pouch and shows you the same diamond inside, cinches it back up. Then Salvador put 800 gold. Just flood this man's countertop with gold pieces. Just <laughs> pretty much. I <laughs> am. <laughs> picture, picture like a gallon Ziploc bag. <laughs> Stop by a bank at first and get it all converted into copper. Oh, that's oh, rude. Uh, you said Salvador has a, a lockbox. <laughs> All right, so you see he takes the bag and he sets it on a little scale and weighs it. That's about 800 gold pieces. Should do the trick. And, um, all right. Salvador, I look forward to your return. Then, in the future, we'll look forward to it. And I'll, he will reach out, shake hands. 
sound effect. He's got funny rubber arms. You just la 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 la. It's like the little straw things. Excuse me. All right. So you are now in possession of a diamond worth one thousand gold pieces. You better stick that expensive shit straight in your lockbox. Veil. You get back over to the Zenholt um, Arcanum. The same two guards are there. Welcome back. Did you decide to join? No, I came back to let you know that the girl working the front desk there is soliciting bribes. I did not find it very appropriate. She said she could sell us a diamond if we paid her an extra 200 despite not being members. Oh my god! What the Sorry, fuck? Sorry, I said holy shit! First the tapestry at the church and now this? If you were to uh, search her around 7, 7.30 I believe she said, she said she'd have the diamond on her then. And you would know for sure that I'm telling you. Oh my true. god, this is what Va- this is this is what uh, Ashley meant by evil Faye, alright? This this is the type of evil. She took her hand back, man. That was fucking rude. <laughs> That's so the reason. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, we will pass the information along. Thank you for the tip. Is there anything else I can do for you? Nope, just wanted to let you all know. Thank you. We will look into it. Is this a, like, destroying the city from the inside out, so, like, druid does this dream? Does require, like, a persuasion role of, like, whether they believe her or not? <laughs> I gave them the information that she said 7, 7.30, she would have the diamond for us then mm-hmm. without going into the stores. If they search her around that time, and they find it, they'll know that it's the truth. So. Okay. Well, you've done that. Are you doing anything else before you return to the room? (laughs) 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 Nope, heading back to the temple. Okay. Is everybody else making their way back to the temple? Oh, certainly, yeah. We, uh, we... Oh, sorry, I thought you were done. Please continue. No, I was. I was just going to ramble on. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so you all, in your own time, make it back to the temple. Uh, eventually, I'll see Vale approaching. Uh, you've gathered out front on the steps, and uh, you have the money you need, or rather, you have the diamond you need. Salvador will present the diamond to everyone. Like, well, believe we have what it takes. Let's get this through and get Sandro back on his feet. As you all walk Excellent. inside, you as you all walk inside, you you see the same priest doing his priestly things, and he he as you come in, he gives you a little bow. Welcome back. Did you did you find the material that was needed? And I'm gonna like just flash that thing in his face, essentially. <laughs> just like bing. <laughs> well, give me just a moment. I'll go get the archbishop. Um, in fact, actually, um, uh, come, come with me. 
come 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 with me and and so he gestures you in. you go down the hallway he knocks on that same door as before the one that you frogged your way up to and um you hear from inside come in and so he he he's well give me just a moment he goes inside they're not trying to be quiet you can hear them especially for rain um they've managed to get a diamond they're here to have you cast the spell. Well, okay. Uh, you hear you hear kind of a chair scoot back, and you hear two sets of feet come over to the door. Um, you all must really care deeply for this individual. I have tried on several occasions to keep him from dying. <laughs> this is something we have to do we uh we feel we must um he's lucky to have friends like us <laughs> that uh, it seems he certainly is um did you say that we were keeping this friend of yours in our mortuary yeah 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 in the mortuary well yeah let's um let's go and so he kind of guides you through. You actually go through that cafeteria, through another corridor at the back, and it cuts over, and it's you get to the back end of the temple. Uh, it's oh, they had to take the corpse through the cafeteria. That is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, whoa! It hasn't been invented yet, guys. Hasn't been invented yet. Yeah. So you get eventually. You've cut through these corridors. You've cut through this cafeteria. You get to the back of the Squeeze building. The cook. Yeah. No, you don't go through the kitchen. You get to the back of the building where there are larger, like, shipping doors almost. Not, not really shipping doors, but, like, this is where, like, deliveries would be received. And um, off to the side, there's a, there's a door, and it's labeled mortuary, and they'll go in there and... You see Sandro's body has, it actually doesn't smell, you notice. It's, it's, it has, it looks as if he only died, you know, a few hours ago, a couple, like an hour ago. Not it's, a week ago. It's, it's, it's been gentle reposed. Um, but he's laying there on a, on a wooden platform. There's some medical equipment and like embalming equipment and stuff in the area, but there he is. What would freak him out to wake up here? Should we maybe do this outside, maybe? Somewhere a little the, nicer? The spell we're going to use, um, he's not going to be, like, he's not, it's not like healing a wound on the battlefield. He's not going to pop to and be ready to go. It's going to be best if we have him here and, and bring him back gently. Yeah, this place is a little creepy. Um, that's that's what I mean. I, I don't think I'd feel very gentle if I woke up here. Oh. Shoot, I forgot about his name. Avandra is his deity. I feel that he would feel very safe here. Is there anything in this room specifically that says Avandra? Well, he's like, really... noticeably? They've got their vestments. They've got their robes. There's, 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 there's iconography about at the very least on the person that would indicate such a thing. There's no reason to turn a face of that sour uh, their acolytes of Avandre's power. 
I'm just, yeah, I'm just, like, imagining, like, a modern morgue, I guess, and how, like, scared I would be if I just, like, suddenly woke up in a morgue. This man was eaten by evil <laughs> pixies on uh, his last moments. This anywhere. is relatively as peaceful. As not on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> or in a well. <laughs> hey, you don't know where he is right now. The Archbishop approaches and... You see him begin to, he takes the diamond and kind of does a little swirl and it, 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 it turns to dust like right before you all and it starts to, he, he gesticulates around the body and it, it, the, the dust sort of floats over and creates a kind of a sheet, a sheet of sparkling diamond dust over the top of Sandro. And with a final gesture, uh, the, the, the divine energy and the, the crystals, um, disappear into Sandro's skin. Um, you see color immediately begin to rush back to his body. You see the areas where the claws and the teeth had bitten into him on his shoulder um, begin to just, you see the, 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 the tendrils of flesh and muscle and, and bone in some area begin to fuse and reform back together. And after a few moments of this, <gasps> Air enters the lungs for the first time in days. Sandro, your eyes blink open. And you're mute. <laughs> <laughs> I look around at the people standing around me. He's been deafened. He's been silenced. And I roll over and just start vomiting. Oh. <clears throat> what a guy falling off the table. One of the, the, the other priests. So the, the archbishop catches you before you can fall. It kind of braces your shoulders so that you can lean your head over without falling into your own vomit. And uh, the other the, the, the other priest grabs a, like a wooden bucket and puts it underneath you. Um, you, um, you hear a voice behind you say, rest my, rest my child. And you feel inner, more divine energy kind of enter through you as just healing spells are, are kind of pumped in, basically. Um, you, you Holy feel, Ivy. You feel weak. You should have all of his hit points. Yeah. Resurrection. Yeah. But you feel weak um, even with this, but you don't... You're not dead. <laughs> you know? Hey, buddy, welcome back. You were uh, just a monster snack. <laughs> Water. Well, I'll save you the story. Keep it short and brief. You were, um, bits of you were in their teeth. <laughs> I can really use some water. Salvador will pop open one of his canteens. <laughs> Give water to. We're back in Belgard. At a temple of Avandra. What happened? I I don't remember. We were in the well, and there were f those creatures and teeth. That's all I remember. Pretty accurate description of the situation. You. How did we? Who are they? How did we? I'm sure there's a lot to tell, but oh god, everything is sore. 
I uh, I try to I gently pat Sandro like on the shoulder or chest if he's still laying down, and it's like you are just lucky that Rain and I are not Faye that take favors. Oh, okay. Let's talk about it all later. <laughs> and the Eber steps up. Oh, welcome back, lad. Here's your, your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. I'll buy you a strong ale. Okay. Well, Sandro is back among the living. Um, we, we only had to liquidate a magic dagger. <laughs> Was it magic or just bolstered? Oh, I thought any of these title things were, were magic. I guess you're right. Uh, I forgot we're doing the, the Mastercraft stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, we're going to cut to black with Sandro's revival. However, a little epilogue to this episode. As a, what I would like to do is give the group a maximum of six weeks of downtime activity, okay? This downtime activity can be used for questing, can be used for training, can be used for really just about whatever you want to do. You can stay together as a group or you can separate, but four to six weeks that downtime activity will be over um i know that in our messaging i had kind of posed the question or the thought that there would be some downtime activity coming your way so i'm curious and if you don't have an answer that's fine but does anybody have any thoughts as to what they might do with the downtime activity and if it changes between now and our next session in three weeks that's okay but i'm just curious what you think you might do with it i put a link to the list in the chat. Oh, of oh. downtime activities? Uh, I, I would say you don't even necessarily have to be as mechanical as going off of a list. Just if you have an idea as to what you think your character might want to do with that time, that's that's okay. With the rest of the... Uh, there now being more interest in going to Jakir, I don't know if Brain and Hephaestia would wait. I don't know, like, in the timeline of this downtime, like, is it happening after we get to Jakir, or is, like, everybody needs, like, a chill-out period, then we go to Jakir? Uh, you can go to Jakir as part of the downtime activity. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the uh, Sandra's life was definitely worth turning back, but uh, like the well, four to six weeks weeks would be a, a long time to uh, let the um, special denizens of the uh, uh, of the of the grove uh, suffer for. Okay. Um, we've made pretty good time thus far, but that's like that's like a huge amount of time. They're like um, so. Uh, trying to facilitate a large shipment of sulfur uh, brought to the Feywilds um, in that area or uh, or and um, if we're talking about like 
something to do on the way. Uh, at some point, I'm going to learn how to pick up a musical instrument because I got to do like poetry and like woodwinds or something. I don't know. Okay. So you probably use this downtime activity to maybe get a small party or a whole party together to go to Jakir then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also have go ahead. my personal quest. So that would probably happen. She'd probably take advantage of doing that after the sulfur's delivered to the Feywild. Okay. It's like, while I'm already there, might as well take care of my obligations. My duty. Okay. So. Alright. Which with the time lapse, I don't know how it would uh, work. Patrick, what do you think Ebrick would be up to? Ebrick will go with Sandro to Crossroads. Okay, and so Sandro's going back to Crossroads. Uh, any thoughts for Vale, Ashley? Uh, vale is now in your hands. Okay, um, you'll be returning to Denim. Yes. After the, the downtime. Okay. Yes, I, I do oh, want. Okay. I do want to know how badly I ruined that girl's life, though. Oh, oh, I have thoughts. Um... You've just made a reoccurring villain. <laughs> She was, she was the daughter of the head archmage, and he's now your worst enemy. Uh, n no, she was gonna get caught stealing that diamond regardless. Uh, like you were, you were gonna get uh, their spellcasters. One of you were gonna get a message saying that, uh, like, where the hell are you? They're searching me. <laughs> um, so like that will happen still, and we'll we'll cross the veil. Vale will get that message in in a few hours. Lovely. Uh, just an additional epilogue for this. Salvador, what do you think you're going to be doing in that four-week period? Probably traveling with Foran and Vestia to uh, Jakir to both help seal the deal with the sulfur. That's actually something that's something I'd really like to play out. Uh, we can you don't necessarily have to stream it, but I'd like I'd like to just role play it a little bit if that's if you two are side quest. Is uh is Salvador on the way going to be experimenting? Experimenting with your uh, your double sided thing. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Like well, the thing is, I I imagine it would be either training with the weapon or traveling and then setting up both the sulfur deal and the obsidian deal. Like I can't do. I don't imagine I could really do both. Um. So I, I mean, I might be able to get some training stuff done for a little bit, but uh, the biggest things would be going with y'all to set up the sulfur deal and also uh, the uh, the obsidian deal with uh pandora gotcha getting trades gotcha 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 okay so our first big stretch of downtime activity the next main the next episode of this game will be why isn't my calendar coming up what is happening next uh episode of this game will be the 30th yep 16th 17th 30th so the 30th is three weeks out um since we're talking about doing a side quest uh to jakir so with uh hephestia foreign and kyle uh salvador rather what uh would y'all be okay with doing something before the 30th so we can play that out yeah i'm good do y'all have an idea as to like yeah. what day would work best? Do we want to just pick another Sunday that's in between, since we typically have that available, or would that be a no-go? Uh, 
yeah, I'll work it out. Okay. So let's let's aim for the 16th or the 23rd, and we'll talk outside of the episode what we want to do with that. Um, do you... Uh, so I'm curious, Hephaestia and Ferrain, do you think after you get the sulfur during that four to six weeks, you're going to attempt to get back to the Evergarden to deliver it? Uh, I, be you... I believe so. Um, the... Where is your family garden? Wasn't it up in the Dwarven so... Mountains? Yeah. So I was going to say, I don't think you could get all the way back to the Evergarden in that amount of time. Uh, just for the record. Um, yeah, I think it's like we'd have to get to Jakir and then like pretty much like cross over into the mountains. So, Are there any phase shortcuts? <laughs> so it, it'd be 10 days to Jakir, 10 days back to Jakir. So that's like what? Two and a half weeks. Okay. Um, give or take. And then... Hold on. You know what? Let me do it this way. Let me do it this way. Let's see. If we did six weeks of downtime activity, divide that by seven... Oh, not divide. Dang, dang it. I know how to math. I can have it. That's 42 days total uh, for six weeks. It's going to take 20 days just to get to Jakir and back to Belgard. Um, or if you know you got people going on the crossroads, maybe you go to crossroads, but that's, uh, that's six days. That's so going to take 12 days to get there, and then it would take way more than 28 days to get to the Evergarden. So just to, just to have an idea as to what that looks like. Unless Could you potentially have it shipped there? Like, without you I, two? I, was, I was wondering, like, I was like, I, was like, hmm, I wonder if I can have it shipped. So I'm like, I don't have it. Mute. Crack. You're going in and out. Oh, whoops. Uh, say I, I don't know if any of my druid spells will help me at all during that. I, uh, maybe I could find, if I could communicate in some way, maybe I could have somebody uh, deliver or pick up I doubt it, though. I think the only thing you could do that would be any faster would be, like, sending it by boat. But then you'd have to go to the port city, which is Jakir, which is quite a bit further into the jungle. So, just to clarify, the are we not delivering the sulfur straight to the dryad? That's up to you. Or... Okay. Because I thought that was in the Ungunthro Collective. Uh, I was under the impression that it was like under the map, or not under the map, under like where where the Ungunthro or where the, the the southernmost tip of the mountains starts to touch the Evergarden was my understanding yeah. of where it was in the Fey. Yeah, same. So it's a long distance. So what I will tell you. Is a final note, and the reason why we are still streaming. Um, Hephaestia. Mm -hmm. At some point in the future, we're flashing forward a little bit. Okay? 
Don't die. This could get us in trouble. Oh god, okay. Um narrative. I know, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you willed it. I did will it. At some point in the future, after you have gotten your sulfur arrangement figured out, very likely when you are returning back towards the east, you are going to get a message via sending. A voice comes through that you recognize. It's the voice of your mother, Gwendolyn. I'm just taking notes. I know. Um, she says, Hephaestia, we've received your correspondences. These portals and rifts are not of the Fae. Return home, bring your allies. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and with okay. that, we will actually cut to black. Okay. Is that what Hephaestia says in response? <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> she would. Okay. She would probably be extremely formal. <laughs> so um, we will pick up in three weeks with what your response might be and and what happens. Um, and we'll go from there, everybody. With that, thanks for watching. If we have viewers, I honestly don't know. I haven't looked at the stream deck a single time. But thank you for watching. We're glad that you're here. If you missed it and you're just catching the end of it, this will be edited and ready to watch on YouTube and podcast sometime next week. Also, at the end of this week on Saturday, we will be live with our Starfinder game, um, which features myself as a player and... uh, Ashley uh, as a player and Patrick as a player, as well as Creed, our dungeon master and, and Nick, who is another person. It's a great show. uh, Just like this one is. So can't wait to see y'all then. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.